Yo, what's good everybody? It's your boy Boogie, and if you wanted any indication about how editing this podcast is going, this is my fourth take because the first three takes I had my mic off when I was recording the intro, so yeah. Um, Anyway, I got a doozy for episode six. The guest is my guy Drew, proud Long Beach resident and also the co-host of the first podcast I was ever a guest on. And it was called Compton Beach. Now, Compton doesn't have a beach. If you're an Angelino, you would know that. But my boy Aaron was from Compton. My boy Drew is from Long Beach. Put it together, Compton Beach. Super dope name. Super LA-based. And it was a huge honor. Uh, It was really my first official introduction into actually listening to podcasts. Prior to that, I only listened to the Champs podcast, which was um, Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher. after that, I, I kind of really didn't listen to anything because I didn't think that there'd be anything that I would really enjoy listening to based on, I guess, just my eclectic tastes. But I was proven wrong with Compton Beach. So I got to give credit where it's due. And I'm giving credit to Compton Beach and Drew because if it weren't for them, who knows where I'd be? Who knows if I would even have considered podcasting as a form of expression? Um, so, of course, shout out to do for that now uh fair warning we do get into some heavy shit this episode we talk about dealing with the loss of a child we also get into the baby mom's dynamic as well as co-parenting and no surprise here if you can know my guy drew he handles all that heavy shit with aplomb and my college degree wasn't good for anything except for the use of the word Aplomb. If you don't know what it means, I don't know what to tell you. Um, my dude is also a huge sneakerhead, and just recently, I want to say within the last three weeks or so, he was featured in the sneakers app, Rocking Essentials, which is a win for all of my folks rocking overpriced sweats. Uh, shout out to Ratchet Rich, aka King of the Brights, as well as B, the Hip Hop. Um, those three guys, or those two guys, along with Drew, are essentially who I go back and forth with in terms of um, talking about fancy sweatpants. And I guess this is where we're at now in the fucking pandemic, but it is what it is. Um, you know, this episode, we talk about a lot of stuff that I can't really get into just because it like runs the spectrum of shit that I like. We talk about, I think, video games. We talk about sneakers we talk about relationships we talk about life death everything pretty much everything in between um as well as some la shit so uh we get into gang shit a little bit um i've been getting some feedback from some folks in in terms of stuff like that because it's just so foreign to them or gangs don't exist the way that they do out here where they're from so we do talk a little bit about that and i hipped my guy to um, Asian gangs and how they operated kind of back in the day and where shit got active with Asian gangs. And it sounds kind of funny when you listen to it, and it is, but it isn't because people got fucked up or worse in those locations. Um, So yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode um, because it's, it's a long one and it is a doozy and we get into some heavy stuff, but you know, there's a lot of jokes and shit talking sprinkled in between so uh, without further ado let's get into the episode stay safe everybody 
we can see the finish line in terms of actually being able to do things and socialize again. So um, keep it up. Don't be an asshole. I'll catch you guys on the next everybody welcome we are on episode six now i believe technically probably like nine because i did point episodes like point one point two oh, two point five shit like that but look we are on episode six right now with my guy drew now this is very important to me i'm gonna tell people why my guy drew and aaron started a podcast called compton beach and i was the that was the first, first of all, I didn't really fuck with podcasts prior to that. I just, I guess two people talking, whatever. I'd rather have a real conversation. But I think Neil Brennan's shit was the first one I actually listened to. I think yeah. the Champs podcast. So yeah, I listened yeah. to that one first. Then I just stopped listening to shit when they didn't do anything anymore. And when you guys came around, I was like, okay, I fuck with both of, both of these guys. You're not white, so that's a plus. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I mean, I'm not kidding about that part. You guys are actually, no, you know, it's important though. You got some seasoning. It's, you say very relatable shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then the name Compton Beach was fire because to me, it just sounds like, it sounds like a vacation spot. But the for like, shirts are out there somewhere. People, people of color. You know what I mean? So exactly. I was, I was on an episode of that and it was, sure. it was after that, I think I felt great leaving because we were just sitting in bullshit. But I never really thought that I'd get into it. But that was literally my unofficial start to podcasting. So Compton Beach is still out there on the internets. Somewhere. Look it up. Catch it's on iTunes. It is. It is. It's on iTunes. Catch Drew and Aaron and bother them again about why why it came to an end. Message Aaron. Don't message me. Message Aaron. Message Double A Ron. You, know, <laughs> you could you could find find him on. I'm gonna put him on blast on Instagram. Was it Aaron Smarter? Aaron Smarter. Aaron on Smarter Twitter on Instagram. Yo, put some respect to my man's name as well because he is sneakers at famous. Just last week they featured him on the sneakers app, and I was like, yo, the curl god strikes again. Look on the, a, on a, a picture wearing a Spider Man shirt and some dunks on the beach. That's the wave, bro. That's the wave. That's it. You know what thought? I mean? Who would have thought? Apparently you did because you put it out there. You put it on the universe and that happened, man. So yeah, sneakers at famous. That's that's a big thing amongst sneakerheads. Like I'm oh. not even gonna front. Like I was just like, yo, that's dope. I was like, now I gotta see what kind of fucking hashtags you're using so I can get on there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's you know, it's a it's a lot of research. It's a lot of research. <laughs> it's a lot of trash. You find you know, it's funny because I click a lot of uh hashtags just to see what people post on them like and there's not, there's not even relevant shit on some of them oh no nah, they spam the fuck out of them you know every and it's not like it's like i'm not hating on the way people dress now because it's not bad but it's just like everybody wears workwear now it's bad my guy it's bad everybody wears you Bell know bottoms bro flared carhartt pants and a, a beat up carhartt or dickie's jacket and some dunks, but the pants cover the dunks, so you can't. And a roll really top see. beanie or something like and that. And a roll top beanie, like I know I get it for like a day. Like if you want to switch it up, the problem yeah. is I'm a 36 year old black man with two kids. 
if I dress like that, someone's going to think I'm going to work. Yeah, like, no one's think I'm in style. They're like, oh, this guy clearly has been working in a factory since the 70s. Oh, there's, there's, <laughs> exactly. I might as well be carrying a lunch pail. Like, I might as well be doing all this extra shit. Like, it's, it's not. Like, yeah, no, can't dress like no, that. No, no. That's it. And that's, I will say this. In terms of like, I don't like where streetwear is going now, and at the at the risk of sounding like a cranky old man, and that's it's a thousand percent. I'm I'm not gonna front at all. Like I'm for me, it's just like I like clothes that fit. I like wearing, you know, like oversized shit. I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? Because that was the yeah. whole '90s wave. We grew up in the '90s, '80s, yeah. and '90s. That's fine. But like the whole like, I keep telling, I just if you look like an extra out of the TV show Blossom, to me that's not stylish. No. No. If you do that for like a day, but you really like encapsulate like the whole mood, you know what I mean? Like if you're a girl or, you know, them, you got like the choke, like the little choker like necklace choke. or whatever, yeah. and like the flowery dress or whatever, with like those boots or whatever, like all right, do some shit like that. I was like, all right, cool. But if you do that shit every single day, I was like, no, now you're just fucking, now you're just like on Tumblr or some shit, like at this real niche fucking 90s advertising That's Tumblr or some exactly. shit like that. I'm like, I'm not with that with style i've you know over the past couple of years i've really kind of digged in and and really done a lot of research as to what makes things stylish and what looks good what doesn't look good and you know because i didn't want to look like shit you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and so the last two years i've actually just been looking and reading and, and and under just trying to understand going to archives and just trying to see okay what's what and if you can do the 90s right the best way I can think about it is like if you look at the way if you can dress the way Tupac dressed, not with the leather bustier shit, but, <laughs> but like sad. when with the like with the camo fit with the Tims, you yep. know what I mean? Or like I guess pass. Yeah, yeah, like you can pull that off. If you can pull it off, not everybody can, but if you can pull it off, you're good. But yeah. What you can't do, oddly enough, I just watched Can't Hardly Wait yesterday. Remember that movie? Can't rom com is a rom com. High school, they go to the party for graduation. Uh, um, Seth uh, Green, I think. Seth Green, yeah. He's yeah. When you that's from like '97, I think. And if you're doing that, you need to stop it. It was corny then. It it was always corny. It, well, I it, think we know what the dividing line is here. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> two different two different icons. You know what I mean? One's robot chicken, right? And the other one, one of the greatest rappers ever to to, you, to walk the planet. His character was it was meant to you know a white guy kind of be doofy, yeah, try, trying to be black, and so it was that was the point. But yeah. kids dress like that now, thinking they're like that's how we dress, and it's like nah, like yeah, like no. That's a, that see, that's another thing that pisses me off is just like do the research. Yeah, do the the internet, research. you have so much, you have so much more than we did yeah. in terms of research. You know what I mean? So for exactly. us, to th- if we were in the '90s and we threw back to the '80s, that was just dated. Now you have so many different fucking decades that she could work off of because you youtube draw from exactly mm-hmm. like i think guest shirts are cool i don't i think i love oh, i fuck with i fuck with guest shirts i'm literally i literally have one in my cart right now like yeah. the old striped ones i was yeah. like yeah wear that with some shorts hard. summer like, vibe i'm good i'm not hating on that at all but when i start seeing certain brands that weren't cool then <laughs> Like Cox Sportif, that was before our time a little bit, but I was just like, it all was, right, y'all had a wave for about two years until people were like, cock. <laughs> then, then people stopped fucking with it. 
you know what I like and what I've this what I've been on lately is the comic book tees and um video game t-shirts. That's been my thing. I'm not those are here's the thing. I think with style bros, especially due to so there I think there's two types of elitism, right? I think there's the streetwear guys and they're kind of horrible in their own right because for them it's about the quote-unquote drip right and for me i don't care about drip if i got the sauce what the fuck do i care about the drip you know what i mean like if my glow is immaculate i could wear a fucking seven dollar t-shirt while you're over here looking like a fucking clown with some pantyhose looking joint with the nipples cut out because it's like the newest thing that someone's wearing you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not I'm not bugging off of that. So you have that type of elitism. And then you have the style bros who are like, you would never catch me in jeans and a t-shirt. Like, fam, if all you're wearing is suits, that's the easy thing to do. And I said this before and I'll say it again, that casual wear is the hardest thing to master. Oh, by far. I look great. I I can look great in a fucking suit with a white, with a right tailor. Don't matter. You have four or five different color palettes that you work with. Maybe go bright, maybe not. Compliment the skin tone, shit like that cool i'm not saying there's not an art to it i'm just saying that like when you get to the real shit is when you get to like what what do i what do i get my groceries in mm-hmm. what do i drop my kids off at daycare in because for me say that huh my entire style ethos that i've developed is that i want to be able to go to the store or go drop off my kids and people be like damn you look nice when i'm just doing regular shit yeah. Hell yeah. That's it. Like, like, that's I, like it. I'm not even going to front. Like, I've been in a different headspace to where during the pandemic, like, I, you would catch me, like, off point when I'm walking my dogs or something like that. I'll wear, like, this old-ass, dusty-ass fucking hoodie and, like, some just, like, old-ass basketball shorts that are just literally just my pajama shorts. Of like, course. Not, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But before that, and even now, like, now that I'm kind of coming out of the funk, I'm just like, nah, fam. Like, you'll, my suit's going to, like, my shit's going to be, like, ironed. You know what I mean? Like my hat's gonna be on point. Well, you know, my yeah. hairline's gonna be nice. Whatever it is, because it's like you never know what's gonna happen. Like, because yeah, it, it, someone I forgot who said it, but they're just like, "Yo, just every single time you leave the house, just think." And this sounds kind of morbid. It's like, do I want to die wearing this outfit? This is the last. <laughs> is this the last outfit I'm gonna wear when it's I true, die? Though. Like, would I be happy with it? It's like, true though. Yeah, nah, but it's, it's it's true though. Like, you gotta like they overdo and i mean instagram doesn't help because it kind of perpetuates you know but at the end of the day like like i said just by like just by doing the research like just by looking at stuff and essentials boys yeah you're part of the essential brotherhood (laughs) all day especially with especially with the pandemic it's all about the cozy the cozy boy shout out so it's me you my boy rich shout out to ratchet rich that's my guy he actually put me onto the um to the fear of god leaks uh instagram oh, okay. page yes, 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 yes. yeah he's the one who put me on to that like the early releases and shit like that because i had no like i had no idea like i knew they were expensive ish i mean i guess it depends who you are right but i was like normally you wouldn't catch me paying 90 dollars for some fucking sweatpants but then when i actually i was like you know what most of the time like when there's something like that i was like all right like i i've been doing cozy boy a lot like yeah the the tech fleece have Colin have kind of fallen out of favor with me a little yeah. bit. Like I, I rock them like I rock them to like lounge around the house. So I was like, all right, let me look at some nicer shit. Like I'm yeah. not right. I'm not like at the point where I'm rocking rude or like Palm Angels because for me I, I think that, that no disrespect to those brands, but I was just like, I just don't think that they're gonna, they have the lasting power oh, per no. se. I, and the thing is, maybe I'm wrong, right? But then it's like if you have something nice and basic and timeless. It's basically essentials. Like people can knock the fucking like the 
what's it called like the label over the dick fair enough you know what i mean or people have been biting on like the logo off of, like the left leg or something like that fair enough too but if they're one of the originators then i'll rock with it so once i started rocking out i was like yo so it's me you rich my guy b of course the hip-hop shout out to him we're all the like anytime like i get links like i'm sending him out like are you getting this are you getting that <laughs> yeah, like, yo no you look it's funny because i saw a picture you took and you were wearing the black sweats and i think i had only bought like one thing at that point and i see you in the black sweats and they just like bro they like like you looked so cool in them and i was like you know what Man, i'm thank sleeping you. <laughs> and i did ask bought four pair like i mean i did with it you know like over a period of time but in the back of my head i see you in the black sweats and i was like oh no i i can't sleep no more like i can't like killing it bro like i seen you in that picture and i just remember thinking like oh no no more champion no more tech please no more nothing like i don't really man. wear champion like that but i have a couple pair you know what i mean yeah of course I we don't wear them but yeah like, it's just a staple of like loungewear exactly you know what i mean it's and, not going out they're not grocery getters at no, all no and like the tech police like you said it's it, it it's cool but the fit is a little different it's not the style is different now style has changed yeah and so and you had those on i was like these are what like i can't believe i don't own 10 pair of these like what the hell like <laughs> yeah. so i just literally went and just i just kept buying like man thank you for that high praise bro because for nah, me it just like you killed just, it that fit was fire <laughs> <laughs> i was just like was it the toronto blue jays jersey yes, too was, was that one okay yes, yeah. was that, one. that was so i'll i'll say this that was when i made a conscious decision like yo if i'm gonna be here like if i'm gonna be in this space to where like i'm not necessarily serving but like my viewership or whoever follows me should like that they're all around the same age as me or there's somebody that's like looking and transition into the kind of mindset that we're in right now i was like yeah. let me just start posting more and that was literally my first post where i'm like no. i like when i get fits off you yeah. know what i mean but sometimes when like i get in front of the camera it's really awkward and p again i'm gonna shout this out every fucking episode in her infinite knowledge is like stop being stupid you get fits off they're fired just fucking take a picture do like a million poses and because she told me too because she's like you know girls will take and this is not something that i really realized you kind of think it in the back of your head but it's like all the selfies that women take or that people take in general when they're good at selfies of course it looks natural but they did like a thousand takes before that she's that's like true. that's what you have to understand she's like out of a thousand you'll get like one two maybe 20 good ones and then you save that later like in a cache and then you just kind of release them as time well, goes i'm probably giving away the secret sauce but whatever i don't give a shit nah, nah, you good. You good. um but yeah like after like that was literally the first post was like i'm gonna get these fits off can nobody tell me shit i'm working from home it's a fucking pandemic like i'm gonna get these fits off i'm a fucking you know i'm gonna tell people where i got it from if they hit me up or whatever so it's funny that you say that because i was like all right like self-care is getting fits off and li i literally one of the other pictures i had of that like shoot i had mm -hmm. a fucking pizza box in my hand because i was like i'm hungry i'm gonna <laughs> it's like i got one like I, that too i didn't, I didn't know what the covid i didn't know what the covid 25 was but i got it now okay <laughs> we, <I'm>, <laughs> look we're all in the same boat we're all in the same yeah. game, buddy so yeah again. essentials boys for life or until we or find life. the new cozy wave because i was like i'm all about the cozy wave now but however i said this in maybe yeah two episodes ago i was like everybody out there if you listen to this shit if you haven't mastered it don't start now and what i mean is if you're wearing the whole sweatsuit leave that to the professionals black folks and instagram influencers okay 
if I do that shit, I look like I'm like like an old ass intramural sport, like intramural coach or something like that. It's like, okay, guys, huddle up, huddle up. It's, it's the workwear thing. Like I can't yeah. wear workwear. Like I look like I'm at work. Like I look yeah. like, like I'm, one, I'm like what that's the thing. When you do it, I think when people jump into it and they do it sparingly at first and then they kind of transition to it, I think that's perfect. I was right? gonna say is like, look, I was born in a sweatsuit, so <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any black man my age that doesn't have if not they're wearing it someone in close proximity is wearing yeah. them yeah it's like within what this the one degree theory is oh, it's, like, it's, no it's one degree. not me it's somebody one. i know my somebody mom I know that my dad my grandpa my cousin yeah. my uncle the, the, the difference is like, and motherfuckers and motherfuckers who are more washed than us need to pay attention to this shit too don't wear open hem sweatpants don't do it no they're their yoga pants or their masturbation sweats yep. and they should only be worn in the house okay? it, it, stop it like every time <laughs> i see it i'm just like yo you didn't try you didn't try no you didn't no. try like not sir, at all that is inappropriate <laughs> i don't every time i see it i'm always just like yo they make tapered and fitted sweats for the exact same price why did yeah. you choose these i don't know I, they it, woke up and chose violence against themselves again i guess <laughs> They're like I don't the know drag of the wind carrying their pant leg back. I I'll never understand it. I don't, man. Who knows, man? I'd much rather them wear like fucking like anything, anything besides that. No, nah, it's bad. It's bad. open hem sweatpants. Like let's just you know what? Like I will give you rubber bands to just. Right. I should just keep them with me. It's now that the pandemic's kind of loosening up, it's like all right, here's some rubber bands. Make them at least look like regular right, sweatpants. Like, no, roll them up. Do something. It's bad. Kiko cropped or something like that. No, nah, it's, it's pain, pain. <laughs> oh my god, yo! So speaking of fucking comic books, comic books and video game T-shirts and shit, sure. this is gonna come out in two weeks. But I think people still, people are still gonna be talking about it. What do you think of the Mortal Kombat movie? So I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, man. I really enjoyed it. Like I, it was great. <laughs> Fair enough. Story's Fair dumb enough. as hell. Story's always dumb as hell, man. Like, yo, yeah. people gotta stop. You look, man. I just want to see Sub Zero and Scorpion fight, bro. Like, that's what pissed me off the most because the real Scorpion showed up for like five minutes. Look, okay, you're right. And oh, spoiler and, alert. Sorry, spoiler alert, guys. If spoiler, you yeah, haven't spoiler. watched it yet, yeah, like and disregard it, these next couple minutes. We'll fix it in post. No, <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh, it's it. Look. It's a fun movie. The action's cool. The dialogue is ridiculous. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Kano, that dude who plays Kano oh is my funny God. in everything Fucking he's in. Comedy. Oh my dude, they like the thing is like it for those that didn't watch the original movie. The original movie was had a lot of action, and I guess maybe nostalgia's taking over, but it wasn't. They the, my only complaint about that movie was they took themselves a little serious. Like yeah. it's still Mortal Kombat. Like it's yeah. bro, like you fatalities and you know, uppercuts and kicking people in the balls. Like I think Johnny Cage was like the only comedic relief. In exactly. There, Versus, and he wasn't even that funny. He wasn't. And he was just this, a douche, so you kinda laughed at him. Exactly. And whereas yeah. this one, it was funny. Not like maybe not like not like funny, funny, but just like Kano, no, Kano was hilarious. I will say this. Kano, Kano was hilarious. Yeah. But just um, in general, it was a funny movie. It was fun. Like it was back to fun. Like I I don't like people throwing back movies 
I think I fucking I've rarely seen it done well, right? So like when the Robocop movie came out, I was like, oh my god, really human hand, really, really, everything else cybernetic except his the front of his face and his fucking hand, his hand, his hand, <laughs> like what the fuck, like that shit pissed me the fuck off. What else? What else came out that was like? What other recent ones have come out There's that have been trash? Um, that have been trash. Uh. When they redid Ghostbusters, I had very high expectations for that. And you know, it's not because, not it wasn't because of the women; it was because of the writing. Because the women in it were fucking hilarious. I was gonna say they made the movie. My daughter loves that movie. It's funny. She likes them all. She likes Ghostbusters. She it's funny. It's funny enough, but like when you compare it to like it doesn't the Goliath of the prior Ghostbusters movies, I was like, come on, man! Like it's not, it's, it's not, not close. So when nah. they keep trying to bring shit back, like I will fucking I will burn whatever movie studio down that tries to redo the Goonies. You know, I was just thinking about that. I was, bro, I was like, Bam. I was, I was just. I... If they do a fucking Asian character, that motherfucker better speak perfect English. All right. I'm sick of this bullshit where you're just like, the motherfuckers are just like, they're in ESL classes still. I don't even know they oh. offer that anymore, but it's like, fam, come on now. You know, you're, the, you're fucking kidding me with that bullshit. The 80s were an interesting time for all of us. <laughs> it was a dark time. It was a I'll dark say time. that. It was a dark time for Asia. It was a dark time for Asians in general. Oh, look. Now, too, obviously. But back then, I was like, dude, for any Asian to get any sort of love back then. Mm-hmm. And imagine, like, being an actor trying to get roles. And this is you take your ass to Hong Kong, bro. You take your ass to Hong Kong or Asia. You're not getting no fucking love out here. Like Xiao Yun Chao was like one of the biggest fucking stars of like the nineties. And he had to come over here and do replacement killers. And even then like the motherfucker wore custom made our money suits, like (laughs) in every movie and, and American folks did not find him attractive or sexy or anything like that. I was like, if you can't find that motherfucker, like at least partway handsome, Something wrong with you. Racist, racist <laughs> as shit. So then, and what? And what's the next step in that? You think you're like, all right, well, maybe we'll elevate to like a, a Henry Golding or something like that. No, that came like 30 years later. Yeah, I like that. No, that was a long time. We later. get Jackie Chan, the fucking clown prince of martial arts, who objectively is not any sort of sex symbol. I don't. He's just I, not. I think if you were to call him a sex symbol to his face, he'd laugh and be like. I don't yeah. think so. Like, I, I just no. don't, I can't, no. no. And he's a funny guy. He's great. I Everybody likes him. It's just, his son be moving that white, but like. Yeah. But, but like, like, but yeah, you're right. Representation, representation is a weird thing here. It's just, I can't, see, that's a, and that's the thing too, man. Because I, you ever watched The Walking Dead? Of course. So I actually had a conversation with that dude T-Dog from the beginning. Oh, from, that was in like the first two seasons. I yeah. asked him, I was like, yo, like, do you ever worry about being like typecast? Because the name is like super fucking stereotypical, right? Really but bad. his character development was like solid. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like T Dog, you just think, oh, some dude walking around a fucking bandana, like thugging it out. I was like, nah, he wasn't like that at all. Like, it seemed like that at first, but like, yeah, they actually, yeah, they actually did decent with his with his character arc. I mean, he died too early, but whatever, it is what it is. But then, you know, the prior movie, where I'd seen him prior was um, what's it called? Uh, that movie with Mike that that talked about Michael Orr's life. Um, I know you started Sandra with Bullock. I the name. Um, he just plays some like random blind drug dealer. Side? Yeah, the Blind Side. I think. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Blind Side. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So like right. he played just like this random fucking typecast like quote unquote thug 
And then I asked him, I was like, do you like worry about that? And he's like, look, man, I'm trying to make money for myself and my family. He's like, once there's enough of us in here, AKA representation, he's like, then we'll start working on everything else. He's like, but when, until then, like we need to make it normal to see like black people just doing shit. Like just black people just doing stuff. But that's why Atlanta is my favorite TV show of all time. It's that's just been, fire. It's because the whole premise is you said I want to show black people. The only thing, and like I don't know what the I think someone else directed that because you know like some of the some some other folks like directed different episodes like the mm-hmm. trip with the angry black woman when the dude wiped up a white girl. That didn't that make shit. any sense. That episode yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah, so that's that, probably that, if I don't want to probably the worst episode out of the entire that, series i was like come on man because it doesn't for, make sense i will say this i don't understand i don't understand the angry black woman like stereotype because in my experience i've not come across that a lot and when it does happen it's more so like oh well they're just mad at something they're not it's not because they're black <laughs> you know what i mean i it's funny so at, at the job that i do i deal with people and for a very long time, I worked in Orange County where there's just not that many black people. And I told my coworkers and I was like, look, I get it. Like you have their stereotype of an angry black woman. But I was like, tell me how many times a black woman has come in and been mean to you or disrespected you or been angry or anything. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's like, a reason there's Karens is so prevalent. And, and that's what I said. I was like, now who does give us the most attitude all the time, every day? It's all white women, middle-aged white women. You gotta throw the Asians in there too, man. You got to throw the Asians there. You, you got to keep it funky. Keep it two Virgils. No, no, no. They, some of them do get up in there. The difference is, and the, and the main difference is, only, specifically, only white people are the ones that threaten your job. They're the yeah, only ones to say that they'll they'll call your manager. They'll call this. Yeah, let me speak to your manager. Yeah, they'll the do fucking Karen cut. Was it the John, the John and Eight K right. plus eight? <laughs> Look, and so, yeah, you have every once in a while angry black women because things happen and it makes people angry of course you have angry asian people because things happen people just have to be angry exactly but the difference is is the white people come in like and get like disrespectful to the point of like i'm about to call the police like i don't care uh, yo like i i I asked a woman once to put on a mask at the job Mm. and she threatened to call the police on me it's a really funny thing we talk about all the time where I was like, yo, you got to put on a mask. And she was like, I can citizens arrest you. And I'm like, you know what? Call the police. Let's have, let's have the combo. I'm working right now. Yeah, let, I'm let's protected within the confines of my job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's have a conversation about the state mandated rule that states that you have to wear a mask. Like, what the hell is wrong? Like, but that's- And different. you're calling police on me? He accosted me. Like, okay. No, I didn't come near the lady. That was the funny yeah. part. She just said it because she said it. Like, I don't know yeah. where she came from. Like, it just was- it was really weird, but that's the difference. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like the angry, when you talk about the angry black woman trope, I always think about how at work, I would much rather work, not, not let me rephrase that because I don't want to put it like I don't, but if there's an issue, I've never been really, I've never been disrespected by the black woman. Nobody has. It's because at the end of the day, that stereotype, we all know about it. Like, remember, I'm a big black guy. Like, I yeah. I know all about it. And I'm not a mean person in any way, shape, or form. But I know sometimes when I come in and I have a look on my face, it may seem like, oh. And then I talk, and I'm like, look, I'm, I just, I, I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah, and so I understand. And 
Yeah, like it's funny that you brought that episode up because that episode was bad. Like, at one I point, think it was. I, I don't think Mexican. it was. Yeah, is that the episode? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same episode. It's the same episode. The, the end of the episode, I would say, saved it, right? Because oh, yeah. she's yeah. like, "Oh, Drake is Mexican." <laughs> like, like, just the like, there's the last part, but it was so weird. It was just fucking weird. Yeah, but I don't think I actually don't think Donald Glover produced that one. I I recall like feeling some type of way about it because I was like, I mean, I'm married to a black woman, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, I don't. I was like, damn, I don't know. You know, know. at the time it came on, I didn't even think about it. To be real with you, I didn't even think about it. I just thought, oh, we're adding a little drama to the story. And then people started saying it. I'm like, they're right. Like, there was no need for that. It was just, and the thing is, too, it wasn't like in passing. I think in passing, you'd kind of be like, whatever about it, right? Because I was fucking uh, (laughs) so at daycare. (laughs) I'm going to bring a story up. At daycare, uh, Malcolm, he's like, he's super fucking popular with all the teachers there because he smiles and he flirts with him and shit like that. And he'll give him like the bedroom eyes. I was like, motherfucker, you better not be doing this shit to her. Like you don't impregnate some little girl at like five years old. You better stop, like stop this bullshit. I don't need you to be doing that stuff. And like one of the teachers there, like I, like we, we can't go inside. So mm-hmm. when we met him, like me and P went to, to get him out, to get him outside, like, or in the vestibule. Mm-hmm. And she's, and the teacher was like, yeah, you're just flirting with everybody. I was like, look, man, don't bring no white girl home. All right. And she started like that. She's like, yes, yes. I was just, I was kidding. Cause I was, but then the whole, the, uh, the Tommy thing came up in Martin where he's just like, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was kidding. Uh, but then when that stuff, like when that stuff manifests, it's, it's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's in passing. Usually it's never focused like that, whether it's like, big emphasis on her being that upset you know it's usually you say something in past like oh like this is bullshit or whatever or you say something to somebody else instead of like mm, like going super ham on somebody i think there's a healthy critique of say black men that marry white women when they get famous but at the same time that's also a stereotype like yeah. <laughs> and it's not necessarily i'd be true. honestly i'd be interested to see what the numbers were yeah. For it to be a stereotype, if it if it's like an overwhelming like, oh no, I I, I know or, that I've seen those numbers somewhere. No, man, black women marry black men and vice versa. Like it ain't yeah. <laughs> like it like yes, I think that there there's a you know um, a history of I don't want to say a self hate somewhere deep in there for some people where they feel like they made it when they date a white woman, but I don't think it. I think that there it's not as big as we think it is while it, I think it exists. I think that for the most part, black men are dating black women and like, you know, like, I don't Maybe, know. Yeah. I have no like, idea, dude. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like if you think about it, like, like think about all the rappers, you know, think about how many of them have black women in their lives or celebrities. It's a lot. Like, I don't think it's a, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's a, you know, I did see John Singleton rest in peace at a bar once with two, gigantic big titty white woman once and i just remember thinking like damn okay what's good okay uh like, like that I'm was never... unexpected oh, no it was bro imagine me, a bar full of young people and here's him sitting there just at a table and two white women on each side of him blind bro <laughs> and he's just like 
This is it. Like, it'd be like it's. They'd be like that sometimes. I, mean, I just felt like it, I felt like the swirl tonight. I don't know because who knows? A bar right? full of black people. Like it wasn't. Like, there were He's like, I'm John there. fucking Singleton, and what? Everybody's like, yeah, it's John Singleton. I made your favorite movies. Say something. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was. I thought that was really funny. He's just sitting there, like, hey, yeah. I was like, oh. dude, similar story that should happen. Um, when I went up north, we went to like this fuck this small not small but like it's in the san jose area called los gatos Mm -hmm. and it's like where all the rich tech people live and shit like that so we went to a bar my boy lived out there so we went to a bar and we're chilling it's like a small one too like it's like 45 minutes south of san francisco and we're just partying it's the nicest bar you know like nothing nothing special or anything like that i turn around and who do i see grinding on on a white girl jerry fucking rice and i was like She'll be doing the receiving tonight. <laughs> dad joke. That's dad joke for sure. No, but I was just like, all right, like, all right, but like, yeah, I don't, yeah, you I give don't me know. Thumbs up. Because they, you know, <laughs> I saw, like, I saw him, I saw him, and he like, it's fucking cherry rice. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like a random, like a random celebrity. Like it's this is like deal, top yo. tier celebrity. Yeah. So I was just like, I was like, yo, I, was, I just, I think I said like, oh shit, and he just like gave me the nod or something like that i'm like i'm not the type to really i mean for angelinos i'm the type to like super geek out over like celebrities you know what i mean like i'm not uh, i'm not that type of dude but i was like oh shit like i was like surprised like yeah that's what's up and i was like all right like cool but I, when it comes i think when it does come up i clown my friends who are black like one of my boys we call him the white girl slayer like that's just because that's that's all we've ever seen him with right and i'm just like but it's not it's just it's just a fucking nickname for us to make fun of them. I, well, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not black. So in terms of like stuff, in terms of like critiques and stuff like that, I, I don't have a say. Now, I you can, can feel any type of way about somebody it. for dating white women. And mind you, I've dated white women before, not That's in any large scale, but yeah. I have, but not like what I look for. Nor is it something I like. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. Learning. I was in Santa Barbara for two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I, you know, but at the same time, no, you can always make jokes about it. No, yeah. you can. No, it's, it's always yeah. appropriate. It's always appropriate. <laughs> it's never not. It's never not. It's fine. They can be beautiful. It doesn't matter. Like it's not. It's not real, but it's you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's not scares. Like, but how much of that do you think plays up to the stereotype, and how like plays into the stereotype, and how much of that do you think is just like cracking on people? You know what? Because okay. I always wonder about that too. You know what I mean? Because I make jokes about like Asian shit all the time, but I think taken out of context, oh, it's yeah. like it can you be harmful. Make but there are certain but, things like making fun of white people is universal. Like white people do it and everybody else does it. And so yeah. that's why I think that's okay. And I always think about the fact that like when I, where I went to high school in Long Beach, um, in Long Beach, Jordan, like it, Jordan's on, it's on the north side. Um, it's pretty much on the, like, it's on the border between Compton and Long Beach, like okay. maybe about maybe about half a mile in. So right off the ninety-one, literally Close to the there. one you can okay. see, the one you see, the, mm-hmm. the the one with the panther on it, like it's on. Okay, yeah, like, I've seen that. Ninety-one and seven ten, and so um, there wasn't. I didn't realize it until later on, but I didn't go to. There weren't any white people at school. There was maybe a group of like there's maybe 20, 30 white kids total. Like there were no white people at that school. Yeah, and with Long Beach is pretty diverse. It's not like it there is. aren't white people in the city, but just for yeah. some reason, whatever. I just stay my ass away. Well, at night, I, I I used to just stay my ass outside of the outside of, out of the east side. I mean, I was like, you know, as long as you're not doing no dumb shit, you're fine. 
but uh, like, I mean, when I was younger, that's why I saved my ass out of the fucking East Side of Long Beach. Now I'm just like, now it's just like, I'll, I'll go to, when it opens up, I'll go to a nice restaurant or something like that yeah. with my wife. And, yeah, it's funny. I like, like I said, I, I lived in Bigsby. Like, I lived in the middle. Like, I, I was, the, I was, I was in a nice neighborhood, you know? Like, my neighborhood yeah. was, my, looking like going when I go back now, I'm like, damn, my neighborhood looks like the 50s. Like, it for yeah. real looks like people used to make jokes about it. And I'll be like, shut calm down. And then when I would go back, I'm like, they're right. It looks like <laughs> it, it definitely looks like a fucking sitcom. But like, Yo, like Long Beach is real niche in a way oh, because people oh. either people don't think of how affluent Long Beach the general area is. Because, like, if you yeah. live by the school, you have paper. You live in Bixby Knowles, you got paper. Even in uh, fucking Naples. So there's a Naples and there's a, there's a neighborhood called Naples in Long Beach for those who don't know. And is it's as rich as it sounds. It has because it's not because here's the thing. They're so fucking rich that they have right aid of Naples. Mm -hmm. They have like McDonald's of Naples. Like the motherfuckers put the name onto the franchises. Mm -hmm. That's how much money there is. Like, and and that's that's it. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea. Well, that's why I was, I didn't realize it. Like I said, going to school, there were no white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there weren't any. And so, like, if you did date the white girl, you were, you were gonna, you're gonna get it. Like a little just bit. Because it was just different. It just was different. Now, if you date a white girl from another school, they probably wouldn't have said much if she, if she looked good. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But at our school, nah, like you, you were gonna get jokes. You were gonna get them. Like, you know, I think the benefit, the as much as I, I, I won't say I clown it. I'm just very straightforward about my upbringing in the valley. I think one of the things that was dope to me was that the friction between races in general or ethnicities in general, it wasn't really there. You know what I mean? Like the beef between, mm-hmm. like the Latinos and Black folks, like that was over the hill, like in the greater LA area. Yeah. Like that shit wasn't really present. Like I heard about it, and like, you know, the I will say this, like. You, you're old enough to remember the, the inner city school programs, right? Where they would bus kids from the inner city to the valley or to other affluent areas. That shit benefited me like a ton just because I saw what kind of, so to speak, what the other side lived like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, about. yeah. And one of my boys, I'll say, one of my boys, I hope he's doing well now. I got to find him. His name is Rodney. This motherfucker was banging the 60s, like in fifth grade, bro. Like I'm not even kidding. Fifth get fifth grade, he's just like, oh yeah, my big brother. He's, he's you know he's from sixties. Blah, blah blah. I was like, like was he born in the sixties? Like what's what's that? What you know what I mean? mean? Like like the gang like what the gang shit. And he's just like, no, we got gangs. Blah blah. blah. Like when you're a kid, you kind of I knew like I listened to hip hop at the time, but I was just like, oh, I thought that was just like I thought it was like West Side Story or some shit like that. He's like, nah. He's like, it's like it's different out there. And I would see it sometimes when I go to K Town, but I was that was like latino gangs yeah and like it's, it's the same but different kind of yeah i got it so when he told me about it, i was like oh shit that, that's so this motherfucker taught this fool taught me how to work chucks properly he introduced me to fucking flaming hot cheetos life-changing experience and dicky suits and using niagara to fucking start your pants and put them in between the mattress and like to put them in between the mattresses yeah, bro yeah. all that shit i owe him like not that I do a lot of that stuff now, but all that shit I owe him, and it was like it was fucking life changing. So that shit, like my proximity to like a bunch of different ethnicities and cultures and shit, because there's a large Persian population out there. Sure, yeah, that's it's 
white adjacent kind of i'm not going to call them white because they're not but it's just like white caucasian adjacent like all that shit kind of helped me maneuver yeah and then when i got older and like you know i went from fucking high school that was pretty multicultural i don't know what the demographic was but i went there from like to fucking santa barbara was like didn't have a choice yeah if i wanted if i wanted any sort of play probably gonna be a white girl and i mean dude 70 77 percent white when i went there that was the official demographic 77 percent white yeah yeah so for me it was just like it was something different because i was like i wasn't you know i'm not i'm not about to act like i was getting any sort of play being a fucking asian dude that liked non-asian women you know i just i wasn't used and this this is not a knock on asian women i just never dated one I had never been like attracted to them. I don't know why, but I think it's just because of my proximity to all these other cultures. I was like, oh, yeah. like let me just try something different. So going out there, I was like, if you're not if you're not with an Asian girl, you're with a white girl. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, you know, I I went to school, like I said, and I guess you would say the hood. It was cool. It was fine. It was normal. You know, some people would say it's funny. Some people, when I say I went to Jordan, and they're like, oh, okay. And other people, are, I would say, oh, I'm going to Jordan. They're like, LA Jordan or Long Beach Jordan? And I'm like, Long Beach Jordan. They're like, oh, you good then? Like, it really was like, it depended on who you told, right? Because that's yeah. Long like, Long Beach is a weird place where it's nice and hood at the same time. Like, beautiful neighborhoods that sometimes get shot up. Like, it just, yeah. like, how it is. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Compton of old. You know what I mean? Because people don't, people don't like their nice pockets of like Compton. And also there's the industrial side of it that people really don't, they just think Compton, like, oh, it's drive-bys all the time. It's like, no, there's really nice spots. Yeah. But like, it's just weird. Exactly. And I think for me, I I had the benefit of not just being in the city one place all the time. I was pretty much everywhere. The majority of my family lived in LA and Inglewood. Uh, I had friends in Orange County. I I worked when I was in high school. I worked for a, a church that, um, for the most part, was like it was pretty multicultural. But I would say, like a multi a bunch of ethnicities went to the place, but white people ran it. If that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. like I really like I got to see all kinds of people and you know mix with all kinds of people. It also helped that I had older parents, so they mm-hmm. had a network. That was a little bit different than most people I know. Like my parents were 15 years older than everybody else's parents. Okay. <laughs> like, like yeah. so like my oldest brother is 15 years older than me. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like I got to see a lot. So I remember like people would always think, especially when I first got to high school, like, oh, you like white girls. And I'm like, no, nah, like, no, like I don't. <laughs> they're always surprised that I like, even now they're like, oh, you like white girls. I'm like, nah, like no. Why, why, why the assumption though? I don't, to be honest, I, to this day, I do not know. Like, I, I, not that I, there's a type, but you know what I mean. Not that there's a type that likes know, white girls, right. but it's just... type, yeah, no, but there is sometimes. You know, and people will always be like, "Yo, I thought you like white girls." I'm Tiger like, Woods, like we we're just talking about. <laughs> you know, Tiger Woods like white girls. If you got to wash hairline, if you don't, if you don't take care of your hair, like, you don't moisturize. <laughs> like I said, that man cheated on his wife with all kinds of women. All and wasn't none of them attractive? All white. And none of them rejected. And oh, I think right. it was one of those. I'm telling you, he was Samson, but with women. 
That's why he fell the fuck off. He Me needs too. to smash as many mediocre cheeks as possible, and he gets all of his power back, and then just fucking. I'm telling you, bro. Like that's the only logical explanation. Yo. If he doesn't smash cheeks with like if he doesn't smash mediocre flat cheeks he's not winning anything it, so everybody if you want tiger woods to win send send your mediocreness to him send your send your aunt send your 47 year old aunt <laughs> your auntie <laughs> not the fine one the the, the 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 one that gets on everybody's nerves he'll be fine oh he'll be fine he'll be good <laughs> Yeah, he'll be, he'll make a miraculous recovery. <laughs> Tiger's leg healed perfectly. I don't, I don't understand. He's like, he's oh. the way Wolverine healing yeah. properties from Pum Pum Juice. <laughs> Just... Mediocre Pum Pum Juice. Yeah. It's got to be mediocre, man. It's got to grade yeah. C or below. <laughs> he's from Cyprus, bro. I'm telling you. I'm here. I didn't know day. that. I thought he grew up like I, I. I'm here he watched day. part of that. He watched part of that documentary, and I he like it's it looked sad. So for me, I was just like, all right, like I don't want to watch this shit like that. Because in all honesty, I root for the guy. You know what I mean? If there's somebody, if there's a person. Honestly, if there's a person of color that's succeeding in in a predominantly white space, I'm gonna root for him. Oh, you know why they thought I like white girls? Because uh, huh. I played golf. That would do it. Yeah. That would do it. it was, but here's yeah. the thing, too, though. Motherfuckers don't know that, like, because we got the Chester Washington golf course right here. Okay. There's nothing but black people that play golf there. My grandma made told me a joke once. She was like, I can't believe they named it Chester Washington. And I can't remember if it was with my mom or my dad. And we were like, why? She was like, because they used to not let black people in it. And now it's named that's dude course. that's the shit that's that's the shit that's wild to me too because like, I, i'll so never forget that two things about this i mean one of many topics so we're probably gonna run over anyway so i hope you're okay. not you're not it's on a schedule no, no two of the things like so i know um one of my neighbors super cool lady she's lived in gardena for like 30 years or something like that man but she told like she told me and her mom was like lived out here for a long ass time I did not know this shit. Inglewood used to be a sundown town. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, as long as I can remember, Inglewood has been black as hell. Like, just super black. Just whole fam- My whole family lives there. E- yeah. Like, everything out there. Like, if I want, if I want like, good food and stuff like that, or, or I got to go to Dulans from fucking in-, in Inglewood. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff out in Gardena. I'm not going to shit on Gardena, but, like, in terms of, like, Inglewood, like, that's, like... Pinnacle, like that in Lamert Park, center, like, for sure. Yeah, there, there in Lamert Park, I think are just like the cultural oh. centers for for black folks, right? So I was like, if anything in and around there, I was like, okay, you're good. But then mm-hmm. she told me, she's like, yeah, this shit used to be a sundown town. And for people that don't know what a sundown town is, is if you black and you're caught there after sundown, you're gonna get killed. You're yep. not gonna get beat up. You're, you're, you're most get likely gonna get killed. And, now- and this is in California, who everyone <laughs> likes to think that we're like super blue. I was like, no. We're kind of blue. <laughs> we're like beigeous blue. <laughs> we're 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 blue when it when it comes to uh, taxing rich people. Yeah. Not too socially, maybe in San Francisco. But nope, not uh, out there either. My yeah. worst experiences in Ubers have been out there, bro. Like really? Yes, and I'm again. I'm I'm I present as a very Asian man, and I am. <laughs> Let me you tell you, we were outside. We're outside of a. Um, it wasn't even a bad part of town, honestly. Like a like a quote unquote bad part of town. Where we had just left, I want to say, the Gold Room, or mm-hmm. like the Hustler Club, or something like that. So it was me, yeah. my guy Jamil, 
who has like skinny dude with with dreads uh his best friend donnie like a white dude completely bald but like has a has a beard and like dresses kind of it's like a regular dude and then my boy my boy memo mexican cat who's like gq has the like the comb over and everything like that whereas like the john vorvedos chucks the skinny jeans and shit like that so think of think of those four guys waiting for an uber who the fuck are we gonna rob this dude couldn't find us he's on the phone with me i was like yo like i'm on this corner blah blah blah." and like i think he had just i think he like something took him to that area like he doesn't normally service that area Mm -hmm. so i see him turning the corner like making a left-hand turn i was like oh there you are blah blah blah." and like he starts pulling up then he sees like us walk forward and he looks at me dead in the face click dries off (laughs) i was like what i didn't I was like, that was like the most, that was the, that happened twice to me, twice. Oh, you guys were a motley crew. I see. (laughs) And we're just, I was like, wow. Like I've been othered before, but I was just like, wow. Wow. So San Francisco, especially with the tech bros now, like they're, that's true. You're right. I didn't even think they're getting, they're getting they're It's like fake liberal author, but yeah, like that, like LA being the way it was like years ago and and it being now shout out to bruce's beach by the way that shit's coming back yo so that photo shoot the- i took i took one over there a long time ago i was created and now you need to go back because now it's going back to the rightful owners and shit we were there and we were like yo what is this like i've been coming to manhattan beach forever and i'd never seen it and so we were sitting there and we took pictures and we're like yo this is really cool find out 10 years later or six years later it's like oh you felt the energy like i'm powering up what's going on here bro (laughs) i swear because i was like of course we took pictures at the black hotel they was torn down by racists of course of course we did of course we did there's no way to explain it like of course every town it drew us in every city in la has some super racist origins if you even think of like seriously dude if you you even think of like some of these names and shit they're named after missions like after missionaries who try to colonize through religion you know what I mean? And again, I'm not shitting on like any any organized religions like that. You like what you like, but you gotta understand the roots. You know what I mean? Like colonization the of is a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, shit ruins we, everything. We could have grown without the murder. You would. <laughs> like at the end of the day, we as a, as a culture, civilization as we know it, could have been successful without murdering people the way that we yeah. did. It, yeah. it could have by any means. And that's a lie that a lot of historians like to drop. Like, oh, if it wasn't, nah, you didn't have to kidnap black people to bring them. You could have paid no. them. <laughs> like, you could have offered opportunity and people would have Yeah, come. but then this wouldn't be the America that some folks profit in way more than others. So, I mean, you know, it's an inconvenient truth to, yeah. to quote Al Gore, right? right? That people don't want to deal with. So yeah. hearing that history is like, it just makes it more like it would, it kind of drove the point home to me more like living in Gardena or like being homeowners and fucking the LA area. I was like, man, hell yeah. Like we fucking made it, but it's just like, we're just now it's just like, fuck looking at other people just not making it. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking whack. And then you look at this system, like redlining and all this shit like that. Like, and I don't need to get into like P's the fucking real estate professional. Right. She does all the research and stuff like that. But just the practices that some of these motherfuckers like have, it's like super fucked up. Right. So beyond fucked being up. an Angelino, we just assume, yeah, we we kind of have like run of like run of the city or whatever. Like, no, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. No, look, like I said, I got my dad's 72 years old. My grandma's 95. She's still alive. Like, 
they tell me all the stories. I, I'm t- that Chester Washington story is a funny one because she all it's always it, every time I drive past it, I'm all I always think about it. Like yeah, because how, how she said she was like, nah, black people couldn't even go in there. Like and now it's named after a black person. Yeah, and it's like even dude, even in like the '80s when my my uncle lived in Gardena and we'd come visit, I was like, I saw nothing but well, not nothing but like mostly black people mm-hmm. and some Asians. And the reason that there's fucking Asians, Koreans specifically in Gardena is because when K Town was a thing, the fucking landowners didn't let them live there. Of course not. They're like, you can. They're like, just take your ass all the way down Western. All the way down. All, all the, the way, way down, down Western. All, all the way, way down, down Western and fucking and just live there. That shit's a corridor too. It's funny because I did not it, know. The, I did not know the shit like went that long. Like yeah, went that far. Yeah, it's a corridor. You know I mean? Like it's so Hawthorne funny. too. Yeah, all those cities and it's literally Asian everything down the entire way. Yep. Down the entire yep. road. Different cultures, Japanese, Korean. Yeah, the uh, further I, south you go, it's more it's more Japanese. Yeah, because I noticed that. I'm like, wait, these are different. These are not the same. And that's the <laughs> shit that's wild too, is like the Koreans, Japanese folks out here in the South Bay get along with each other. I was like, the fuck they do that at? Like, <laughs> what the hell? They're like <laughs> I hear they don't. I hear they don't. <laughs> oh no. Because no. it you know, and out it's this it's the Southeast Asians for you guys. Oh, yeah, Westminster. I was going to say, because in Long Beach, like, I grew up with a lot of Cambodian people and Vietnamese people, a lot of Filipino people, and they, they really have no problems, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, in Orange County, I've noticed you actually see the cultural differences that are, that are, that are highlighted here that, and there that maybe I didn't see in Long Beach or, like you said, in the South Bay or something like that. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I mean... <clears throat> I think it just all depends on your proximity and how you grew up. Like if you grew up isolated from them, but near them, you just don't like them. But if you grew up like more integrated, so yeah. to speak, like kind of like how I did in the Valley, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I get it, you know, but then, you know, again, like fucking. So the other thing about being an Angelino and like some of my friends are like amazed at this that aren't from LA. I was just like, dude, no matter what, you're going to be, you're gang related somehow. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're gonna you know somebody somewhere, somehow, some way. You're gang related, and they're like, "Man, that's just tiring," and this, that, and a third. So, like, fuck. There's Watts, homie Quan. For anyone that wants to to like understand what life is like for specifically probably black and brown people living in LA, follow Watts, homie Quan yeah. on Instagram, sure and that follow. literally will take you through like the '90s and and beyond or even late 80s early 90s in terms of like how to maneuver because for me it was like <clears throat> even being from the valley is just like all right back then it was just like the very simple like don't wear blue don't wear primarily blue don't wear don't wear uh red and don't change the colors of your shoelaces do not do that shit i still don't wear red t-shirts i wear i can wear navy blue i don't wear red hoodies i don't wear i i don't i wear red like i, I it's not that i don't wear red but i don't wear red t-shirts like all red yeah yeah because it's just yeah hey, mind you i'm 35 i live right i live in westminster i don't even live near that but for some <laughs> respectable, reason respectable we're in respectable areas bro, but that dude that shit will stay with you because i, and I that's can't the, do it and that's the thing i was gonna i'm probably i'm probably putting some secrets out there that i want to do later but i was like things that only angelinos don't understand like like angelino angelinos is like where are you from like oh i don't bang yes you do where are you from from? (laughs) it's like i've only got i'll say this i've only got because of my skin tone i've only gotten that from latinos 
Uh, I've gotten that. I've never gotten that from black folks. Yeah, because from behind, like I look like a Latino, yeah, right? Yeah. Short hair, wearing atypical like clothes that maybe an Asian American would be wearing. So they'd be like, "Where are you from, fool?" I'm like, turn around, like the fuck. I'm like, I don't bang, man. And they're like, "Yes, you do." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> uh, I don't want those problems, <laughs> but so that yeah. <clears throat> that shit is really like. That's real. That shit stuck with me because, dude, I did not wear a fucking Dodgers fitted hat until I was in my 30s. Nah. Yeah. I'm not kidding you, dude. I did yeah. not wear any fucking Dodgers hats until I was in my 30s. Yeah. Now, like, even when yeah. the pinwheels were popping off and shit like that, I'll wear any other bright ass colors, multitude right. colors. I wear fucking candy stripes and shit, like fruit stripe gum, like fitted hats, shit like that. I would not wear the regular blue the LA blue. fitted. And that's the blue. thing. It's not the LA fitted. <clears throat> It's kind of it's almost universal. You know I was gonna I mean? say nowadays it's the opposite. Everybody wears it now. Yeah, like that's the that's probably the, the that's one why thing I started wearing them. You can my, wear where you don't get shit. Yeah, everybody's like, oh yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, all right, like I wear clothes that fit better now and stuff like that. Only by only by the happenstance of me just like not wearing clothes that would like make me look like someone who banged. I'm like, oh okay, cool, and <clears throat> and shit was you know shit was different like mid-aughts i would say like when i started visiting p's family out in south central they would just like they wouldn't give me no one would give me static they'd literally just be like oh this fool probably like if other people that weren't like related to me they're like oh this fool probably just works for the fucking at the fucking liquor store down the street or something like that and they wouldn't give me a hard time but if you like 70 years before that like when i still wore the name buckle and sag my pants extra hard like they'd be like okay like what's up now so just getting older i think I don't. I don't even. Want, I don't even know if it's generational trauma. I don't know if it's that deep, but it's one of those things. Just being in LA, it's like, like I said, I'm 35. I live in Orange County, and I still don't wear red shirts. Can't do it. I. I have. I have one red. I'm not gonna. I have a black star shirt. That's the only red shirt that I have. It is uh, most definitely quality. Our black. I will star. say this: if another thing for people coming to LA and you're not white and you live in a hood or hood adjacent area, I will say this, do not wear a solid colored t-shirt unless it's black or gray, black, gray, or white, and unless it fits properly, okay? Because if you wear an all red t-shirt with no designs on it, that's a problem. Or all navy t-shirt, that's a problem. I don't care how it fits. It's gonna look, it's, mm -mm. It's a little different now though. But it, all it, it takes is. is that one person to be like, to, to, to have a bad day. And they see somebody wearing the wrong thing and they're like, oh, what's up, cuz? Like, yeah. you know, like, do you know where you're at right now? That's automatic problems. Yeah. Any any iteration of that, you know where you're at right now? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gotten, you're right. As I've gotten older, it hasn't, it doesn't happen as much. In fact, it hasn't happened since I was in my early 20s. I yeah, think, same here. I think I was blessed to like just maybe know the right people or just not be in that. I think we, we don't we don't run in those same circles anymore. I think oh, either no. geographically, yeah, geographically or like or just personality wise. I will say the Lakewood Mall. I used to go to Lakewood Mall a lot, and that's kind of like you know, I never had no problems at the inside the mall, but leaving it was always something when I was younger always something from who like latinos no no definitely from uh uh mostly bloods or, i didn't i didn't know here's the thing i wasn't around lakewood until like 
it was more heavily Latino. So I like I had no idea. Yeah. So the best way I can explain it is Lakewood Mall is probably the closest mall to, to outside of Carson Mall, which we don't count. But <laughs> Lakewood no. Mall is probably the closest mall to Compton. That's true. Long Beach. And even 10, 15 minutes. And if you think about it, even like kind of Watts, if you have a car, you know what I mean? If you ain't got a car, you're, you're not driving out there. Yeah. But if you yeah, have a car, that's true. You just take Imperial all the way down. Yeah. And you or you okay. could technically, you know, <clears throat> Delamo too. But for some reason, the Lakewood Mall, just where everybody would pull up. Shit was active. It, it's so funny because, yeah, inside, I was fine. Never had a problem. But boy, at that bus stop. And that gas station. I feel like yeah, oh Jesus Christ, bro. I, I feel it. like that's just a thing in general with trouble. Like if you're waiting anywhere outdoors and you're in the wrong neighborhood, it's gonna be problems. Cause it happens at the clubs too. Like the clubs oh, back in the day. Uh, the don't clubs. stay in the parking lot. Nah. Go don't don't loiter outside. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get a phone number or anything like that. Just take your ass straight to the car or your friend's car, go the fuck home. Because people get people don't get shot in the club. People get shot outside loitering after the yeah. after hours yeah that's definitely spent my that. my days hanging outside of those clubs um yeah you know never got shot at though well good for you <laughs> let's let's keep that we too old for clubs man like come on we're get, we're at that age now that when we go yeah. if we go it's like we're the officially the old guys now we might not look like it but we we feel like it and like oh no nah yeah the music they play the music and you're just like oh this is uh this is an interesting song uh <laughs> this is what we we like okay got it uh, this is like how do we dance to this like do we do a tiktok dance you seen the videos <laughs> where they're doing tiktok dances in the club and you're just like oh. yeah i was like that's okay that's a thing like, you know i'm not hating i'm not hating i am i I just can't. I I literally joined TikTok two days ago, just off the strength of like some of the fucking videos. And there's actually, and I guess on the religious tip, there's this monk who answers questions. Oh, that's dope. But like for modern day interpretations of Buddhism, I was like, oh, okay. Like I could use more mindfulness or anything like that. But the funny shit that they do on there is dope. But like the TikTok dances, I was like, that shit is negative swag. You don't have any swag on there. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, and people do that shit in the clubs now. Like, no thanks, no thanks. Yeah, you know. We're old, man. Not we're not old, old, yeah. but we're a little old for that. And to be fair to, not just that, but like the gang shit, it has calmed down a little bit because oh, I yeah. just the, the late eighties, early nineties were like crazy. And I would tell people like, um, what not so much American Me because I think that was like more prison based and shit. But like the the movie Colors, like it was old not school. necessarily played up. Oh yeah, no. Like the acting was terrible, but like people did that shit. And no, even in the valley, like people do that shit. Like Playboys, like they made it all the way out to the valley. Really? Yes, Playboys. I can't imagine the valley being anything but hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was that too. Like, so, so there hot. was a lot of, I would say, primarily Latino gangs out in Pacoima, Van Nuys, and then some parts of Chatsworth, right? So I think the North Valley was like where shit was active for Latino gangs. And like the, I think the offshoots of like popular gang, like 18th Street and shit like that, they made mm-hmm. it out to the valley. Wow. But it was, Asian gangs were big out there, and thank God I didn't dress like an Asian gangster with a K-Swiss and the high-water fucking khaki pants with the polo, white polo tucked in and, like, white the long boy. little rat tail hair that was, like, mm-hmm. bleached at the tip. Like, I didn't have any of that shit. I didn't fuck with it. I, my hair was split down the middle for a time, but that's just, that's the way my hair was was that's, before. It's called the 90s. Uh, <laughs> it's 
get it together. Was it what's that that styling show? The the blue shit? Was it uh, oh, uh LA, LA? style? It's LA style. It's LA style. It was LA style, something like that. Damn, we are old. So if it wasn't that, it was three flowers when I tried to slick my shit back, right? With aka Vasil- flavored Vaseline. That's, that's Vaseline. what that was. That's all that shit was. But even out there, like Asian gangs are big, like so for so I think I got like a I think I got like a crash course, right? Like I had a deal by accident most of the time with like Latino gangs. Most like, all right, I kind of know how to operate with them because they hit you up different. Black gangs, not so much. Um, but I learned that from my homies who used to, like they used to get bust in. And then the Asian gangs, it's like, don't go to a pool hall. Do not go to a fucking pool hall at night if you don't have three or four friends with you. Like, this is, I'm just, learning because I didn't know. <laughs> are you serious? Dude, yeah. that's what. I mean, they have it in Long Beach. This is the fucking this is this is the funny shit. It's funny, but it's not funny, right? So where shit would get the most active with Asian gangs is the pool hall, which is I just thought that that was the thing, right? So the fact that she reacted that way, I was like, oh clearly it's not. So a pool hall or or an internet cafe is where motherfuckers would get I swear to I swear to God. Where motherfuckers would get shot, stabbed, beat the fuck up, followed home. (laughs) I swear, dude. They would just be playing like the like the very first Counter Strike, and like new man, like they just get fucking mad. You know, I know these. I know these. So then, and then he would just see like thirty, like thirty Vietnamese kids, just be like, "Esha boy, Esha boy, gang," like just go on, like, "Oh fuck!" Like, let me get up out of here. Let me get up out of here, man. The Asian gang members in Long Beach sound exactly like black people, and. Gang that's the shit that weirded me out too man like because when i first met some asians that were like out from like from long beach i was like they were dropping the n-word with like and nobody i was like i was just like what the, f- what the fuck i was like are you f- what the fuck is going on here i was like are you serious i'll never forget it, it, it there's this one girl i can't i don't know why i can't remember. i think i do remember her name but i i, I don't want to say it wrong she was like this beautiful girl and like you know it, you know, we're in high school and like she's like tall and skinny. She's Asian, long black hair. She had big boobs. And, and like everybody liked her, but she was like, she was cripping. Like she oh would literally God. wear the blue rag as a top. No, as like, the top? Where to God. And like, and, and all the homies were like, one dude, I'm never, I can't remember his name, but everybody called him Super Crip. And he was the Asian. <laughs> like, and I mean, he was. Yeah. Everybody called him Super Crip. Black people, everybody. Like, thug it. It's the funny. That's how, that's how you know, like, Long Beach is, like, a completely different area. Because that shit would not fly anywhere else. Oh, yeah, like, in the Valley, that should happen. But, like, only amongst each other. But, like, saying that shit outwardly in public yeah. is just like, okay, your proximity to black folks are, like, it's right there. Nobody, it's not just, it. He had no yeah, problems that's so weird to me. You know what? Houston's like that with Latinos, with Mexicans specifically. Yeah. And the N word. I think yeah. that that I think that if there is, I mean, speculating here because I'm not black. And Anaheim. Really? It all the time. I mean, sometimes they be killing me. I'll be like, yo, I gotta stop, bro. <laughs> like, you know, I'm telling them, like, yo, it's not, it's not cool. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Anaheim specifically. Santa Ana, they don't, but Anaheim, you gotta be like, Anna, yeah, I, I haven't been out there enough, but like Anaheim has like a lot of. I think it's a lot of folks from LA and like when you hit Anaheim, that's kind of the border of like when you get deeper before you get deeper in there. And I think Santa Ana is like the folks that have been out. I don't know if I had to speculate Santa Ana is like where people have, I feel like there's more first generation Latinos out there as opposed to Anaheim. 
where there's more generation like people have been out here for a while a little more americanized that's my speculation yeah i I wouldn't i think that you're pretty spot on actually like i think that is exactly what it is those cities weren't always like that like they weren't always that's the only thing that i could think of like for us to adopt any sort of language because like i understand i didn't so i'm not aware of how much like i it's called i I grew up on Ebonics, right? But it's A-A-V-E now. African-American vernacular, American vernacular English. English. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So P taught me that shit. And I was like, oh, that's what it's called now. It's like, is Ebonic offensive now? And she's like, it might be. I was like, okay, fair enough. Learn. I, I, I have Learn from this. Just have Move on. So I was like, I didn't realize. So I didn't realize how much of it I, I spoke in general, like in my day-to-day, until I was talking to an Asian person. And I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like fuck you mean what does that mean well, like, like what, do you, what do you mean what does that mean what do you yeah mean? <laughs> i was like this is i was like <laughs> like this should should stop talking like that stop talking like what copper man and i don't think it was anything it was just like a slang term or something like that or I, th- I think i might have said something like oh he's with the shits or something like that she's like that's not even nothing crazy yeah she's like oh you have to go to the does he have to go to the bathroom or something i was just like what the fuck like like what are you what talking are you about talking to? and like but you know for context she grew up in the san gabriel valley yeah, her whole life whole and that's a fucking world. bubble no, that's a, like a legit bubble we're not even gonna talk we're not even gonna you know there's the ie and then there's san gabriel valley san like, gabriel you know, valley if you're born and raised out there you have dual citizenship to any asian country that's you, true like there's a I worked path, out there for years not years let me rephrase that i would help out i worked at another place but i would work out in a pico a lot there's amazing there. food out there yeah. but like I, I i can't i can't align myself with folks that are that sheltered because i hated that about the valley too yeah. and i think the only reason i got more exposure is because my family lived over the hill in k-town too so i think i would get kind of a, a mishmash otherwise i'd probably be even more entitled than i am now like living that kind of life so no. i think that's when i was like okay i love it when you talk about the valley too because it's funny as much of a southern california person i am although i don't know the valley at all this there's no fucking reason to go out there dog like in <laughs> i don't like, know it I, at all at all like i'm not like i'm it made me who i am but i would say the people in my life did more of that than anything right yeah, so like that wasn't a location thing that was a, yeah, yeah i was like just being like my proximity to black and brown people and having extended family that were primarily that as opposed to asian is mm-hmm. what kind of made me who i am now and then the valley is just like it's just where i lived i'm very thankful to be in that position as opposed to being born and raised like in a in like a really small subsection of k-town or something like that yeah. and i think just because it did you know expose me to a lot of shit but like you know if anyone asked me about the valley it's like it's fine it's uh, that's literally all i can say about it. like i'm not gonna shit on it i'm like it's fine like i can talk about orange county all day <laughs> but i think so like the valley has the only thing i think the valley really lacked for a time was black barbershops there was a time in the entire San Fernando Valley, there was three black barbershops. Jesus Christ. And I went, the, I struck gold on the third one. <laughs> the first one was called New York Cuts, and it looked like somebody had fucking turned Sesame Street into a hood. That's like, that's what the walls look like, because it was like fake brick with like shitty, like graffiti, like graph art on it. And, it was yeah. like, and all the people there was like, you motherfuckers have never been to New York. I guarantee it. None of them had an accent or anything like that. And the Dude, in 2003, those motherfuckers charged me $18 for a lineup. In 2003? A lineup. 
the, actually maybe 2002 maybe 2001 2002 like, like 18 dollars i don't think it was it was a, it cost 18 dollars now to so, line up like i don't what yeah so i was just like what the fuck i was like fuck this place then i went to another spot called reggie's off of parthenia um my valley folks will know what that place is like too that place was like literally the last spot in a strip mall but like it's the strip mall that has the long driveway that just goes inwards and it's just the end of it's just the the wall yeah Right. So it's like it's like behind a strip mall. It's a strip mall behind the strip mall. And like I, I would walk in and I was just like, okay. And there was like walk-ins only. I was like, my time is too important for that. So the final last spot I went was the spot that I struck gold at. And it was the third spot was called In the Zone Barbershop. It's unfortunately it's not a thing anymore because of COVID, but that's where I met my like my life barber who oh, yeah, yeah. became who ended up marrying, like he ended up fucking being our wedding efficient for the for the wedding yeah that's how like that oh, me and it life, was like me and it, still like this shout out to, to kelvin love you my guy like we still keep in contact just like that even though i'm not in the valley but that's three three black barbershops in the valley because here's the thing and i might be generalizing here in terms of like hairstyles that i like there's nobody that can do it better than a black person or somebody who's been around black people right because my barber yeah. now who's my guy shout out to adrian he's mexican-american but he's born and raised out in the south bay carson right. long beach like that area. So I was like, okay, Carson Long Beach. And I think I want to say like Hawthorne Lawndale. So like around, he's been yeah. born and raised around that area. So I was like, he knows. He knows what it is. Cause like my hair is very thick. So for a while I was going to some Mexican dude. I was like, his fades were fucking amazing. His lineups, trash. Yeah. No, it's, trash. It's, and then it's, you know what a bad lineup is because when it starts growing in, it starts looking like a little like greenish and then like grayish. And you're like, oh God, like how am I going to do that shit? Yeah. So all like that that whole experience to me was just like there's because and for me i was just like dude there's like a good amount of black people out in the valley like where do they all get their hair cut at and they would all go to inglewood yeah like, everyone exactly. go to inglewood or whatever so when i moved out to even when i moved out to gardena and technically broke up with my barber because i was like hey i can't come out here every weekend anymore <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so i went from <clears throat> i went from like one black barbershop per city i guess by the time i left the valley to 10 in one block oh yeah and then I had maneuver, I had to maneuver that way. And then the fact, and my my thing is like, if you don't take appointments, I'm not fucking with you. Oh no 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 no! no. And most of them didn't. So I was like, oh okay, like yeah. I, I guess I'm just gonna grow my hair out then, go back to the old ways. Well, <laughs> how they did in the old country. That's part of the reason why, like COVID, is like my my shop's been open, but I've like doubled up on work. I've been working so much. And I'm not sure if the shop is open. One week it's open, one week it's not. Yeah. So I was keep like, you know what? I, I just put conditioner in my hair and keep it moving. Like <laughs> I was about to say, I was like the curl god. I was like, you got to keep that, man. Because I don't, not, I, I, dude, I barely long. remember you with. Oh, like, you're right. I did have a fade yeah. when you first met me. You're right. Barely, because like the first two yeah. times I'd seen you, you had a fade, and then after that, it was just the the long, the long hair, luscious luscious curls, like, <laughs> were, like here, super man. puffing. <laughs> Look, look, I kept, you know, it's funny. Uh, I grew it out in part because, uh, one, uh, when you get older, apparently uh, your hair thins uh, in certain places. No. And when you have a fade, you can see it. <laughs> like when it's Shout out to in. CP3. Yeah. <laughs> you got the shit's just like thinning right here. So, yeah, so that's the funny part is like right here, you, you can't, there's no way you can see it with this hair. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit thinner right here. And so when I brush it, it just looks kind of like it's hair there, but not as much. Yeah. And so, but so I grew it out just obviously just to grow it out. But then when my son was born, 
I just was like, all right, I'm going to cut it for a while. And then a year later, he has a head full of hair. And I'm like, and he's looking at me and he plays with my hair. And like some of his first words were, hair, your hair. And he plays, oh, that's with, dope. plays with my hair. And so we have the same hair now. And I'm like, oh, can't change, no, you can't change it. It's, it's getting cut soon. Uh, it's gonna, It's got to go. It's, it's just like to the back to the fade or are you just cutting like some off the top? I'm debating. I'm afraid of doing the fade because I don't know how thin it is. <laughs> like it could be thinner. But, it, you know, know, apparently, you know, if you go through the big chop, your hair grows back in a different pattern sometimes, too. So oh, for sure. But so I don't know if I'm just cutting shorter curls or just go back to a fade at least maybe once, maybe one more time. We'll see. Your son just turned two, right? Yes, sir. Two, two, oh, two in two months, two and four months no shout out to shout out to Corey. he's got his own following he's a famous he's famous man you know <laughs> we took him to disneyland and the the characters they break their characters when they see him <laughs> like Damn. It's, it's crazy like one time i swear to you we just walked around disneyland he's in a stroller he wasn't wearing shoes but he was sitting in the stroller he wasn't walking yet mm. and so he's sitting in a stroller with his feet out and he's smiling and people would just stop like couldn't get through a crowd we couldn't get through a crowd because people were like oh my god like literally everywhere we went people would just stop and like oh my god 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 and he's just that's awesome he's still a people person he he is very much a people person and it's great he's a mom right now but like i so i know that so how old is your daughter nine nine so nine and seven year difference that's not that's not too bad, I don't think. Perfect. Like they hang out with each other often? Yeah. They live okay. together, man. Like uh, you know, he drives you crazy, but uh good. <laughs> he deserves it. That's what yeah. two year olds do yeah. to fucking cause at nine I feel like is when kids start think they're too grown. You're oh, like, yeah. okay. That's when yeah, exactly. and it it only it only exacerbates once they get to like their tweens. Let's not talk about it. This is not I don't oh, want to be close. You're close. I'm gonna be leaning on you for advice. Oh, don't worry. Or you can, or you can holler at me for therapy or something like that. I'll give you the name to my therapist. Oh no, it's already there. My daughter's tall too. She's a big kid, so she's 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 a nine year, thirteen year old in a nine year old's body. She looks, oh, she does shit. not look nine. Like it's it's actually kind of crazy. Like I've been, especially like she's getting to that age where you know she it she's changes. Yeah, and and I'm just like, I look at her sometimes, and I'm just like, yo, like. What am I gonna do? Like you're you're already giving me attitude. You're already talking shit. Like not bad, but just like talking back, giving yeah, you like you're already talk she's the same height as her mom. Like, and I'm just, oh, like, shit. just like So no. is she wait, so is she a Scorpio? She is. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So is my fucking oldest daughter. Let me double check. Let my me oldest see that. kid. She's if she's not, she's close. She's on that cusp. Late October? Late no no November. November. So So she might be on the cusp. She's yeah, because Kenny's, Kenny's October 29th and she's a Scorpio. And I was like, good Lord, I didn't believe in horoscopes till now. Well, they my their their birthdays are two days apart. So one's the 22nd and one's the 24th. So oh, that's dope. Yeah. So it's uh you know, it's tricky planning birthdays uh with yeah. two baby mamas and two kids, you know what I'm saying? But it's fine, like it's okay. So the do the baby mamas know each other? Yeah. Yeah, do they know each other outside of you though, or no. that's how they met. Yeah, that's how they met. How is that dynamic? It's terrible. But uh <laughs> Do they get along? You know what's funny is they never never every time they've been around each other, it's always been nice. They've always been friendly. It's been fine. 
but what they say to me is not what they say to each other. You know what I mean? Like, what do you and, think? Like, and mind you, they don't like talk shit. It's never like it, I will admit, it's never been like that type of thing. Like, or they're just outright being spiteful or anything nah, like that. It's never been that. So I want to be clear with that. It's, they're not petty. Or, well, they can be one, they can be petty, but they're not like trying to fight or anything. It's never been anything like that whatsoever. Okay, it's more okay. like just when one wants to do one thing and so i have to change plans with another and then it's like oh so you just, and it's like well i'm dating gonna do what one. she says yeah exactly and it's like it's tricky because like when you're like my son's mom i'm you know we're dating like you know we go back and forth a lot but we're dating we're together mm. and so sometimes like you just have to make those decisions and then the other one's like so you're just gonna do this and i'm like dude like I'm bringing her with me. Like I'm bringing yeah. my daughter with me. Like they all have a great relationship. There's no problems, but I think it's just, you know, emotions. Like, you know, I wish it was easier sometimes. Like I could have, but it could also be way worse. It could be way yeah. worse. Like I'll like, say this. I was like, there's a reason that shit rhymes. Baby mama drama. Yeah. Like, and I don't have that. I, it's yeah. nothing like that. Like I said, they're never trying to fight each other. It's never. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. it's just cordial, but the t- it sounds like the timing thing is just the most. Well, the timing, is, that's what it is. It's like, you know, some have different, like everybody has their own preferences and how things should be done. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is I have my own life, like, and as much as someone may want to control that and, or the way that I do things, sometimes, like, I'm definitely pissed off both of them <laughs> at the, the same, same time. time. Oh, oh my God. Time. Like, and you just kind of sit there like, hey, like, you know, like after a while, like I'm, you know, nine years in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so after a while, you kind of just get used to it, but it's, uh, I guess I should get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you really have to get like that because you find yourself bending over backwards to, for no reason, for something that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's like my, my kid, my, my daughter's mom, sometimes she's late all the, she's late all the time. You know what I mean? And mind you, it doesn't really bother me too much, but it's like there comes that point where cause she might want to say something about something else. And in the back of my head, I'm like, dog, you've never been on time. Like I've sat outside your house every week or two or two weeks for years. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is in a new thing, but why would you ever say something like that? And then if I have plans with say the girlfriend mm. and my son, and I'm late because of this, you know what I mean? It yeah. Creates. But it's like, oh, like you prior, like in their head, it's kind of like rationalizing, like, oh, you're prioritizing your baby moms, your first baby moms, and your daughter over us. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's like, the, the, it's not, it, it's not at all. Like, it's, it's just time. It's just yeah, a timing thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's an interesting thing. Like, you know, it's not, not everybody's good at stuff like this. Like, I just happen to be a really, like, I wouldn't say I'm the most easygoing guy, but I'm pretty laid back. Like you're super laid back, man. You're super moments, laid back. You know, I mean, right. who who the fuck doesn't, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Like but, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm relatively laid back. I just talk a lot of shit, but then you know my kids will bring it out of me, where I'm just like, Mm-mm. yeah. I try so much not to yell at Ken anymore because she's getting to that age where she she's five, right? Four? No, dude, she's three. She's three and a half. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and like just recently, like Pete caught a picture of her like making a funny face, and it was the face that she is gonna make when she's mad at me when she turns into a teenager, and I didn't like that. It was fucking adorable, but I was like, 
she's turning like she's super tall now before she used to be like a little chunky like a little thick right. now she's getting super tall and gangly i'm just like who the fuck is this little adult like you she wanted him, to you stare it at him fucking it like it made it's the duality of being so happy and so sad at the same time it's just like someone put it in perspective like when you watch your kids grow up it's like cherish every moment even the bad parts because it might be the last time they do it oh ever for sure no right so their yeah. funny laugh or the little, little voice they make or something like that might be the last time you ever see it which is like super sad to think about but you know it is what it is so now like when i see kennedy doing shit i'm just like i just i fucking woosah i'm like all right let me just i talk shit to her like i do not filter myself around her so like sometimes i'm like you better get your little ass in this car you know what i mean but like it's that or i'll like get the stern voice like straight up yelling at her i haven't done that thank god i haven't done that in a while i think the pandemic brought a lot of bad shit out of me but like it, her, it just her her responses now are like getting more adultish too. She's yeah. like, no, I don't feel like doing that right now. As opposed to like, why daddy? Why daddy? Why daddy? She's like, she leapfrogged that part now to where she's just like, I want to do it this way. Why can't we do it this way? And now I have to actually formulate a real response. You have to instead of just saying like, because I said so, like I can't say that shit anymore. I'm like, okay, well look, daddy's really tired right now. I don't have a lot of time to do this. You know, you got to take a bath and you have to get up early for school tomorrow morning. And that's why we're going to do it. But even having to formulate that shit, it's like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's so fucking tiring. My brother, my oldest brother once told me, he was like, you know, you just got to be yourself around your kids. And yeah. I was laughed and I was like, why? Because his, his kids are a little, they're not, they're, they're in their 20s now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? One's, one's 18 or 19 and the rest of them are in their 20s. And, um, he he was like because and one well he has one that's like little like eight or something seven mm. or, eight, or nine ten I don't know they, they something keep older they keep getting not older. a teenager a not a teenager this not a teenager right <laughs> okay. and so he's a year older than my daughter that's why he's ten so um, it's just funny because they they he's like because they'll see through you <laughs> they'll know like yeah. in the beginning of course they'll believe everything you say yeah they're fucking intuitive. They'll never know. always and that's the thing I'll, I'll tell people too who have kids younger than us or who are thinking about having kids like kids are always going to be smarter than you think they are because i just think our perception of time with them is such that i think we're we're just like oh he or she's so little it's that and the third and so little so little and it's like no this motherfucker's formulating a plan to eventually overthrow you <laughs> no it's funny <laughs> you know I mean? because that was the one thing about my son i was like damn man he's gonna try to take over one of these days he already has yeah. but like <laughs> like i'm just like damn man one day i'm gonna have he's gonna, he's gonna try to kill me like oh. one day we're gonna argue and he's gonna be taller than me and he's gonna look at me like what are you gonna do old man and i'm gonna be like i'm gonna run you, you over got this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay Okay, you got that. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna jump your ass. <laughs> right? like, like, what do you think, son? I'm gonna. Yes, you're bigger than me. I'm smarter. Than me. Like, um, yeah, even my daughter now. Like, she. Uh, I don't like. I don't yell at her. Like, I'm not a big yeller. But good for you. I'm I not, try not to be, but I can't help it sometimes. No, nah, but I raise my voice sometimes because she doesn't yeah. hear me. Going octave up. Yeah. Like she doesn't hear me. She's sitting right yeah. next to me. Like, her. Hey, yeah. Hey. Hey, you know, yeah. like it's like, what are you doing? And then she's like, You're, yeah. right. You're right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> like, always, I just okay, like, okay. I'm like, yo, and, you know, with the look, like, 
Yeah. What's up? I'm right. I'm right here. Like, and then you know, they choose to catch it. But I'm not a yeller. Like I like I said, yeah. Sometimes you have to raise your voice just because hey, you dad. Just get their attention. Yeah. The dad yeah. voice. That's it. <clears throat> so the thing that I hate is that Kennedy's she actually gets scared of me sometimes. And I've never put hands on her before. And I think it's because of the base of my voice. Yeah. Like I don't care myself with any less authority than Pete does, right? Like obviously it's a partnership in the household. Like we pick up for each other when we can. So it's not like, oh, your mother only does this, your dad only because right now it's like P's she's handling Malcolm primarily because she gave him life, yeah. she feeds him. Yeah, so for me, I take care of most of the stuff with Kennedy. She doesn't really need like girl stuff or anything like that you know what i mean like those conversations don't need to happen yet so you're, like your dad baths, right now. You're your dad. Yeah, give her baths and stuff like that so yeah. for me it's just like it is like there's nothing like i'm tender with her i i fucking tell her i don't think there's so for me with the extent my mom wasn't like this she told me she loved me like a lot but my dad my up until i was an adult i can say maybe five times he's told me nah probably like three times he's told me he's loved me yeah. And once he's told me he's proud of me, that's just some, to me, that's just some Korean dad shit. And to your point earlier, so he's a martial artist, taught me martial arts, taught me almost everything he knows. Why? The one day I come for him, yep, yeah, just he's going to have that shit up his sleeve. Yeah. And I was just telling my, my boy Brett about that. What up, Brett? Because I know he listens religiously. I was like, that shit came up. And I was like, do you really think that I would be that upset about it? He's like, you never know. But, you never know and yeah. i was like if my son does that shit i'm like man fair enough i have contingency plans <laughs> are, no me and my dad are on great terms me and my dad get along really well but there's a period where we didn't yeah and like just remember like, i was on like he's like what you gonna do and i'm like what you gonna do like and i'm like i'm, I'm bigger than my dad. like i'm a bigger i'm bigger than my dad yeah. And, I, and I think he had just, if I, I swear to you, I think he had just had a heart attack or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, what am I'm not about to fight my father who just Yeah, had but he wasn't ready you. for it though. He yeah, wasn't ready for that response. Like, oh, I'm shit. not about to fight you, you know, like, and I just, but it caught me. And I always thought about that, like, damn, if I have a son, we could at some point, for whatever reason, come to those terms. Tussle. Yeah, you might tussle. Yeah. Like, mind you, we didn't fight or anything like me like that but it's, i just remember that moment being like damn we were really upset and he's old man not old like old old decrepit just he's literally <laughs> just recovering too old to be fighting surgery. and i'm yeah. like a 28 year old man at my prime <laughs> like like what are we what's gonna happen here yo what's gonna happen in the words of the venerable sugar-free if you stay ready you ain't got to get ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> so but keep that in mind when you're a parent i did i you know malcolm's too young for any of that yet right but then you know like the fear that i put in kennedy i fucking i don't like it man yeah you know it's and i it's don't a, like it's a look it's a look. yeah and you're just like damn you feel bad you feel bad you feel yeah. bad i do apologize though so that's one thing like learning from and like, parents, my should. parents. They yeah. should. You should i was like apologize. look i overreacted i overreacted because you did this i was like i'm not excusing my you know my behavior i was like i just need you to do this like right now and sometimes i don't have the time to tell her like i'll, I'll just be like just get in the fucking car yeah you know what i mean and then she's like because she'll want to like do something or pick <laughs> flowers course. or something yeah, like that yeah, exactly and i'll just tell her like, look we really need to get in the car because we mommy needed something we gotta do this way i'm sorry you know i love you blah blah and go from there so our, already right now, i've learned because my daughter's the exact same way at nine 
it doesn't change, bro. It doesn't. She, she'd yeah. probably be 20 years old. She'll do that. Like, like I now put my hand on her shoulder and walk with me everywhere. Like, when we go to the car, I'm always like, no. Or I put my hand on her head. Like, she's, she's oh, <laughs> five feet tall. Like that. And I'm still like, I have my hand on her head or on her shoulder. Like, like, just, like, it's vital. You're just like, nap, nap, nap. You're not going that way. <laughs> because, like, I got to the point where I'm like, yo, if I let go, she, I don't know where she's going, man. She's like, going to bolt. You see a butterfly and she's gone. She's and gone. now that she's and now that she's taller, man, she got them longer strides. You gonna have my blood and trying to run after her, look, being in so our funny, late thirties now. Look, it's so funny because it really is a thing where there's that line where you're like, "Oh, my little child, uh, you're not little anymore." Even Corey, no. Corey's too. He wears four year old clothes. Like I was about to not, say, like he's not wearing two year old. I'm clothes. I'm not great at time, but you're like happy. Like when he puts on your stories, like as as a party, I was just like, motherfucker's not two. I was like, he's not two years old. There's no fucking way. I was like, he was born a leap year. He's a thirty five year old man. That's all I can say. <laughs> like, he's like a Dominican one. baseball player <laughs> who defected it. They had a forges documents. He's actually in AAA league right now. He's in the Cactus League right now. <laughs> People are always like, yo, boys talk, girls talk sooner than boys. He was talking. Yo. He's been talking. Like, no. I noticed, I noticed that shit with, with Malcolm, too. Like, he's, it feels like, maybe it's just perception, my perception of time, but it feels like he's progressing way faster. But it's also because he has an older sibling. I was just going to say that. He has an older sibling in his ear all day long yeah. saying whatever. Yeah, my daughter progressed to fast, it. too. And she had her um, cousin. Mm, he was okay. around her, her older cousins. Like, if she wasn't with me, she was with them. And so, oh, perfect. and there's like three of them. So like, she was pretty. Just being around adults mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. it's going to like have them run group. But I think, I think it's a size thing too. I think whether like, cause Malcolm prefers, like he loves hanging out with us, but like he adores her. Okay. And I think it's because they're close in size and she'll actually like, she can get on his level and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, what's going on? And like play with him. So I was like, thank God she's like that because, you know, at two years old, you start to tell your your child it's not going to be just us three anymore you don't know if they're going to understand that shit yeah. i didn't know she's going to understand but, but like you know she would she would feel like the bumps and stuff like the baby kicks and stuff and say, oh what's that what's that and then people would tell her like oh it's the baby growing in my stomach you're gonna have a little brother or you're gonna have a, there's another little baby that we got to take care of and like she took on the caretaker role real serious like yeah. she talked to him and like mm-hmm. kiss him and stuff like that i was like thank That's god great. for that because she had like that cat attitude where it's like there can only be one like <laughs> trying to smother him with a pillow or i know right I just looking like, at him like i'd have to follow restraining what? order or some shit right what do you want <laughs> i was like one of y'all is going Child. to the fire station one of y'all okay, is she rock, yeah paper, scissors that shit up and figure it out man my daughter she was like that with both both of her little her little brother and her little sister so she was always pretty happy to have little brothers and sisters she's always because she's been the youngest so i think being like the middle or the oldest i think would have been a cool yeah a cool experience and her um you know like you know when my my second daughter passed and it, she took it kind of hard but how old was how old was your daughter when so nyeli was my first and uh melanie's my second daughter and she passed away when she was like 11 weeks old oh man so yeah and it was pretty rough it was it was pretty hard on me and her mom and uh Nayeli took it pretty hard but to her credit and this is something like even now she 
she has always honored her sister. That's dope. in a way that, like, even if it's hard for me sometimes, like she talks about her in a positive way in the time, even though it was only eleven weeks. Very brief, yeah. Um, she talks to my my girlfriend and her mom now. Like she talks to her my girlfriend Kiana. She even before our son was born. And that's a weird time after losing a kid, especially for a woman mother's yeah, day. It's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And she always loved on Kiana and is always like, no, you're a mom. You're a great mom. And it just was like, she did such a good job just by always honoring her sister. Yeah. Always like, no, because, you know, sometimes I'll say I have two kids because I don't want to explain my. Yeah, life. not everyone deserves that part of you yeah or that, but that like, no. but she'll be like no you have three you know and i'm like yeah. yes i have three you know and she's like and she'll be like it's okay like and she'll explain what happened yeah. in a way that's sensitive to other people but also to me and i think that that's really like that's what that she does as an older sister but like you know when you got a good kid when you got the kid that's that that's there because that's doing that yeah, or she talks. She's to doing her. the heavy lifting, and she just she's not even aware of it. Oh yeah, and she even talks to her brother. She told her brother, and she talked to her brother about it. She's like, "Oh, you know, you have an older sister. Her name is Melanie." She uh, and she talks about it yeah. to him, you know. And he's yeah, he's over here farting along. But <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she she always honors her and talks about her in a way that is very heartwarming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love it. And uh, it's just a blessing to have, for you to have your, you know, the kids there and for me to have, like having my daughter, my daughter and my son together is like, I, it, it, I just look at them. I just look at them like, you know, they're not always around each other. They live, you know, different places, but they're around each other enough. Like even when Corey, like if I'm not with him and his mom and I'll FaceTime him and he'll be like, where's Nye? Where's Nye? Where's Nye? You know, he's asking for his sister. Like, yeah. And I just, it's, it's, it's great. Like, and it, you, it's going to be exciting for you to watch them grow together. It, it's, I it's, hope so. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And it's I, it's and amazing. I, that's so on a, I think on a different scale, we're trying to keep that oral history alive with oh, my sure. mom. Right. Yeah. Cause my, when my mom passed, Kennedy was, she was two. I want to say but she already knew the words like grandma and shit like that so she'd always ask me we tell her and like the goal now for us is that we want to make it clear to her what both grandmas were like uh, so she's fluent right mm-hmm. so she knows what they're like what they're like so if we're not around she can at least give that lesson and part that onto malcolm and be like hey this is what the grandmas were like because she never met my mother-in-law mm-hmm. um, my mother-in-law passed at, at 2013 mm-hmm. But like we still talk about her often. Like, of course, you're never gonna stop missing him, right? Because I yeah, think yeah. she lived with us before she was my mother-in-law. But I, I just called her that because, I mean, fuck, man, we lived together. We were like, she was a major part of my life for five yeah. years, yeah, six yeah, years. Um, but like, that's the goal, right? To to continue that that oral history and be like, this is what you're. Because there's gonna be things that videos and pictures can't necessarily capture. Oh, right. a, a, exactly. Like I have the blessing to have my grandma, my mom's mom mm-hmm. is still around. And so my, my daughter has been around my grandma a bunch of times. That's dope. Even though my mom passed away in 2008, 
but she still gets to see my grandma. And it's just really funny because my grandma just, she gets all excited when she sees her because she's, you know, like, that's her great grandma, but my grandma sees my mom. She sees my yeah, mom and my that's daughter. Dope. She hasn't that's seen my son dope. yet because of COVID. You know, it's been a little weird, but like, she'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, it's like, I think the oral history aspect of it is like, you can't stress it enough, especially with people that aren't here anymore. You know what I mean? It's, a story. Like, it's, our, it's our story. Our I always, story. I always wondered about that. And one of the things I always wanted to bring in the light to light too was like how many miscarriages women tend to have when they're trying to conceive. I was like, we don't talk about that enough. So I talked about it in a prior episode. I was like, motherfuckers need to talk about this shit. It's traumatic. Even if it happens early on, you really think that you're, you want this, right? You really think that this is happening and then it's traumatic, right? Or even if you go the route of say you get an abortion or something like that like for me super pro-choice right mm -hmm. do what you need to do to make sure that you know to make sure that you're okay yeah but people just assume too on another on the other side of the spectrum was just like oh if you have an abortion that you don't care that's not traumatic it's like and that's not the case no not at all it's no. like somewhere are, are traumatized for life by that and every time you have an abortion it gets harder to conceive again so it's like something happened you're just going to blame the fucking girl for what happened. I was like, well, who shares equal blame with that motherfucker yeah. stuck his dick in her. You know what I mean? Like that's come on fam. Like, and then you're just going to shame this, this poor girl or this poor woman. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like that. Fuck that. So, it, so yeah. I, you know, a couple of my friends have had miscarriages and they, you know, they, and they put it in their bio and stuff like that. And I, I can't imagine what it's like, but I do appreciate that they do that because it's mm -hmm. like, we need to talk about that and make it more. And, and one of the things, you know, speaking on you losing a child i forgot where i heard it from but that's what also made me think about you a lot too was like everyone has a word if they lose somebody right if you're a widow you're a widower you lose your parents or something like that that's kind of to be expected but there's no official word in the english language for if you lose a child because it's just not supposed to happen right it's true so the, and part I, of the coping mechanism crazy. Yeah, for me, part of the coping mechanism was like if your elders pass, it's kind of to be expected. Even if it's sudden, you're like, "I was supposed to outlive you." No one's supposed to outlive their kids. I don't care who you are. You're not supposed to outlive your kids. You're just—that's not to me. That's like not to me in my narrow, narrow view of life. Like that's just not part of the natural order. So when that happened to you, like, it, so when your daughter passed, was it was you had your daughter with your first baby moms or your second baby? Moms? My second baby mom, my current girlfriend. Okay. So. okay. Okay. So when that so when that happened, like how did you how did you go from there to like trying again for Corey? Like how did that process like unfold in general? So it's it's you know, it's a it's a story. Yeah. But the best way I can explain it is, you know, when Mel was born, me and her mom weren't necessarily on the best of terms. Mm -hmm. um you know just for all kinds of reasons like life man yeah exactly but and it was frankly i was having a really hard time just because we just couldn't get it together you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i can't i'm not i'm not blaming her or me or anything like that we're just having a really hard time and then and frankly she like I'll never forget the week before she passed. It was probably the worst week 
of my life because we just couldn't we were fighting I couldn't she was like yo don't come over don't be around and I'm like I want to be around and then I'm upset and then she's upset and it's just the whole time it's just I don't know why we were you know it could have just been hormones it could have been anything like you know what I mean yeah and then she passes and I remember having a conversation with my dad I'm like yo like what am I gonna do like you know what I mean and I'm like telling him I'm like I gotta find a way to make up time if it's not now it'll be later yeah like because i could we're just going back and forth so much like yeah you can go to court and all that stuff and it's like if that could have happened that would have happened but we just were in a terrible place and i'm telling my dad like i just got to make it up later you know what i mean and then and then she dies in a car crash my daughter dies in a car crash and at that time i i just I had been at my job. I hadn't been there a year yet. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Everybody knew I had had a kid. Customers knew I had a kid. Everybody knew. God damn, man. And so, so yeah. And then so she passed and I didn't go back to work. I just didn't go back to work. I called them. Luckily, they were nice and gave me, they let me stay out for work for like two months, okay. two and a half months. And I pretty much spent that two months drinking mm. and crying and just doing nothing like and you know me and uh, Kiana were some days we were good some days we weren't good and uh you know and she's of course going through every emotion there is you know this is trauma on another level like to have your child killed by a drunk driver like it's something that is just like you don't explain like it, it's if it, you you really can't explain it the hospital visit like i i try not to yeah and it had the where it happened is like downtown almost like right off the five point right once you get past downtown mm-hmm. um by chinatown you know that little area i can't remember exactly where but they took her to the hospital and so i i tried to stay away from that area I didn't drive on that freeway. I would just take the long way if I had to go somewhere. Yeah, that's like, understandable for sure. Like I couldn't even deal with the drive. Like it, 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 and so for her, I can only imagine like she, you know, like she carried this child. It's our first child. Like it's her first child. It's just, it's a lot. And so I spent time just <laughs> fucked up. Right. Um, you know, I went to therapy. It wasn't like, I, you know, I did, you know, I did all the right things and, um, for her, it was a, a different process, though. She spent a year out of work, and, you know, I'm not going to put all her business out there, but she took a lot of time to herself. But the craziest part was, in this time, she couldn't be at her house. So she would stay at her mom's house for a period of time, but her her mom was in the car crash, too. She wasn't there. Oh, Neither me or her were, it, were there. Our daughter died in a car crash with her grandma, who was okay. And everybody else was fine except my daughter. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. And so it wore down on her mom. It wore down on everybody, you know? So right. she had she didn't want to be at home and because it reminded her too much. She didn't want to be around her mom at that point because it was just too hard. So where did she go? To my house. Your place. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and remember, we weren't on good terms before this. Right. So... It was, it was a year of turmoil. Like, 
to say the least. Like, I mean, yeah. and I'm laughing because it's just a lot of growth. You know what I mean? We learned yeah. a lot about each other, a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of joy. Um, it was just, it was, it was just a lot of everything, like everything. We we went on trips to get away, you know, we we traveled, like that's that's where I got my travel bug, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. Like it just because we knew we had to get away, we couldn't just be around here. You got unplugged, man. Yeah, and um, you know, and that you know, the next year, uh, she got pregnant. <laughs> we Corey, like it's really yeah. like, I it, it's funny. I got a new bed. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> people always laugh. It's like I got a new bed. And we broke it in. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Corey comes in. Is, okay. This is very important, right? Without putting your business out there. Was it a foam bed? Was it a spring bed? Or was it a hybrid? You know what? That's a good question. I think it's a foam bed. But it was like, I went well, from Kudos like, to you, sir. Because that's way more work. Okay? Like, <laughs> everybody, listen to your boy Boogie. If you listen, don't listen to anybody else, Look at the ratings when it comes time for when it comes time for Smash and Cheeks because they have ratings like that out there and foam beds as comfortable as they are, the energy there's no energy return. There's no energy return. No, you're absolutely no. right. You know, it's not I mean? like bounce. It's not. It's not. It's not like boost. It's, it's not like Adidas boost. It's at not all. like boost. No, you gotta have good no. core strength. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but yeah, and so it's just like Corey came. Like you know, like yeah. this pregnancy was a little different. We were definitely on better terms. Mm-hmm. I, like things weren't nowhere near as dramatic as they were previously um you know and i mean we're still healing i guess yeah. i'll put it that way is this is something you kind of never get over like you said oh hell no of course not like yeah. and we're still healing together apart you know raising kids while dealing with grief is tricky it's hard oh yeah it's really hard but Kids kind of don't know, and if they're too young, they don't care. Yeah, because they're and, like, yeah, you're yeah. sad. I still need you to provide or do something for me. Yeah, and and to, like I said, to Nayeli's credit, she 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 did a great job. You know what I mean? At yeah. least with us, like you know, like in her mom, but at least when dealing with that type of stuff. But yeah, having Corey has been a joy. I. You know, like I said, me and her are still healing, so it's still like a back and forth thing. It's not like it was, but no. it's it's tricky. And obviously doing it with a, a baby, a little boy during COVID is just like, yo, like, uh, you know, how dramatic can this get? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, What's it's next? Like, Fucking Armageddon. Right? Just... It's like, yo, like, I can't, I didn't, I, I didn't see them for three months because I was, we didn't, you know, at the beginning, we didn't know. Yeah, scary. Was, you don't know how the know, kids are going to get affected. Exactly. And the problem is, is like, I remember I worked with the public and she lived with the elder person at a time. So I was just like, yo, I can't, we got to figure this out. I'm over here yeah. dropping off supplies. Like I'm over here, like the fucking FedEx, man. Like I'm <laughs> dropping off cases of water and diapers. Like you're good. Like I'm doing all the right yeah. things, but it's like hard because we couldn't just. There's no substitute for yeah, that time too. Exactly. You couldn't be a family. And so that kind of affected us. It's, but the best thing I can say is that, you know, losing Mel, the having Mel, I would say, has, was still one of the best experiences of my life. 
because you see, I got to see your smile as a little yeah. baby, like as like I got to see that, and I got to see her mom as much as she hated me at that time. I got to see her happy with her. You know yeah, what I mean? Have that joy separate from what you can provide for exactly. or what you can and, give her. And now with Corey, who is yeah. 17 kids in one, like, oh, <laughs> he is a lot. But having Corey has been, I would say, you know, I, it's a little different for me because I, because I have a nine-year-old. I have an older kid already. But seeing him is also different in that he's not like them. He's not like either of them. He's his own child. Like, and I would say that it, he's, it's just been, it's been great. It's been hard. It has been, like yeah. I said, I think COVID is just the icing, you know, on, yeah. on the cake. It's like, yo, we're trying to build a family here. And then we literally have to stay apart from each other for a long period of time. Like, hey, Rob, the universe is like, I'm going to test your ass. Yeah. You're, I don't care if you're not ready. <laughs> right. is, no, for real. It's you fucking know? go time right now. No, that's exactly it. But learning to deal with these issues, it's, I think it's just making us better parents overall. For sure. Um, the patience that I learned with Corey transfers over to everybody. Yeah. It transfers over to Nayeli and my family and, and work and you know what I mean and it serves like a much greater purpose and not that this, it's the greatest purpose right is being a to me is being a father right being mm-hmm. a father and being a, yeah. a significant other being a husband to my wife but like it yeah I think the ripple effect is pretty cool when you it, think it about is. that and um you know it's it's it, we'll see well like <laughs> it's been it's been interesting Still ongoing to be TBD. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this 30 years from now. So, <laughs> like, we might still be mad at each other and love each other at the same time. But, it's, but it's, what is uh, that? What is that if that is not love, right? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. love. I don't, I just don't think love is not an emotion. I think love is just a state of being, man. So, like, when you go do, through these things, it's like. I don't think I ever hated my wife, right? I don't think I ever hated her, but there's times where I was mad at her. There's plenty of times I didn't like her. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's also these moments in time. I, th- I there's no, I'm just an overthinker. So one of the things that I would think about too, I don't know if you gave any thoughts to that, is, is if like, what would you be if your middle daughter, like, had like had survived would you still be like would you still be the same person you are now would you have experienced the same type of growth and stuff like that and that's not to say it's like you have to sacrifice for all these things it's like kind of like in some way it's kind of like the bright side right because for me on a much different much different level like the night that p's mom had her stroke we're like in a huge fight like that night we're in a huge fight and we got off the phone agreeing that we would talk later, mm-hmm. but understanding that there's a very real possibility that we would break up. So she calls me later crying and I'm just like, okay, maybe she thought about it and like something happened and she could barely get the words out. She's like, something happened to my mom. I was like, whatever I was feeling before. Cause in all honesty, it wasn't like, it w- we're not a good, that we are not in a good place, but it wasn't to the point where I'm like, well, fuck you then. Like, I don't think, especially with her, I could yeah. never, 
be that way. I think even with my lack of maturity back then, I would never think that way. So it's like kind of duty called for me. I was like, I threw everything out the window, but like we put things to the side to deal with her mom being sick. Right. And because of that, like we went through a lot of ups and a lot of downs because mom did live with us, you know, and things kind of, I'm not sure if it's resentment, but it's more so things that came out of me just in unhealthy ways because of that. Right. I still did what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like I was there, helped take care of her and stuff like that. But other things were just like, I don't know if it was just me lashing out or whatever, but all that kind of manifested itself during the five years that we lived together. And then after that, when her mom passed, it was kind of like her mom was like, we had five years to say goodbye, right? Because it was a debilitating stroke. Like she couldn't speak. She had emotions, stuff like that. She had something called global aphasia where it was like, um, she can understand what you're saying, but she couldn't communicate it, which I can imagine is maddening. So we talked to her like nothing was wrong and we'd still have moments of like great happiness with her. So it wasn't like she was just like a vegetable, you know what I mean? Like we could still interact with her. Mm -hmm. But when she passed, I was like, okay, like this is her way of saying like, now you guys can kind of get on with your lives, right? And honestly, I, I asked Pete once, I was just like, do you think we'd still be together if your mom didn't get sick? And it's not something I like to think about, but it has come up before. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. P is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, like without yeah. a fucking doubt. And I, it's such a shit thing to think about, but it's like the universe works like very, in very odd ways. So, you know, anytime someone experiences tragedy, like, like you or losing a loved one, I just say, I'm not a light. I'm not, you know me, I'm not into <laughs> This is fucking stupid masculinity coming out. I was like, I'm not, I'm not into that. I was gonna literally gonna say I'm not into that soft shit, right? Yeah, or it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, love and light, you know, hugs and kisses or whatever. It was like, like, I feel all those things, sure, but I don't necessarily say that because I. It, so many people say it sounds hollow. Mm-hmm. So when it happens to somebody that I know and care about, I this thing I say is like, I, I wish that whatever from here on out, I wish that the universe grants you clarity more than anything else right yeah. so through the tragedy if you're granted clarity which i think you have been with the passing of your second child like that's essentially the bright side of things and it's shit to think about it's like well maybe i wouldn't have experienced it if my kid were still here if my mother-in-law was still here but they'd still be here yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think so- it, it, what it is is the best way i could explain it is you you learn through that grief counseling you really do have to acknowledge the sadness and the joys and the memories thousand percent and i think for you know and i hate to say this like this but more so for her than me it it made her address a lot of her issues that not not having to do with me or anything but just her past yeah, just I mean generational trauma I and mean, we carry it with us and no, it affects the people that we're with it, it it does and so it forced her to reckon with that yeah for me I think it was more just like <laughs> part kids made me an adult I was a little yeah. fuckhead before I had <laughs> kids like I wasn't like terrible or anything but I just wasn't responsible I just didn't care. I was wandering through life, meandering, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was going absolutely nowhere. And my my first daughter really forced me to get it together. Like yeah. it was almost instantly. Like 
she was born and six months later i was making twice the amount of money <laughs> i was making before God damn. maybe i should have a third kid yeah <laughs> uh, I, I don't know he would divorce my ass <laughs> She'd be like, no, i was down that. bad i was down bad like, I was, it was rough it was i was gonna say it's too late because your boy got slipped anyway <laughs> It really went from like making like twenty two thousand dollars a year to like forty eight thousand. Like it really went still, from like guy, that's, before, that's, like that's still a lot. Oh, it's, it's mark, a market hilarious. improvement. Oh, it was ridiculous. Like I remember the, the the thing I always tell people, and it's funny now. Ironically, I used to never get my haircut. Like now, COVID, yeah, hair is crazy. I was gonna, like, I was gonna crack a joke, be like, that's why they think you're with you like white. <laughs> That may have been it. I used to never, I hated getting my hair cut. So I would just walk around with nappy ass hair. And not like this, where it's like, no, like, it would just be like, I would comb it out and go. Like, or put like a shitload of gel in and go. And it just, it'd be crunchy. It'd get crunchy. Exactly. And it just, but I don't know what it was. Like, there was a picture. I took a picture with her when the day she was born and my hair was looking ridiculous. And I was like, oh, no. And so then I got regular haircuts. I remember my barber was like, oh, so you, you're coming on a regular basis now, not once a year. Twice same, a year. Yeah, same like, time, same time, two weeks. Like what? <laughs> you're like, what the you're fuck? Coming in twice a month now, what the hell? Like, and that's one of the funniest things about the kids. And that's what they do. Yeah. Is they you evolve, make, man. They make you, I get up early now. I never got up early before. Like, oh, I wake up early now. Yeah. Like I pay bills on time, even though I, all early. I pay bills early. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I plot. Hey, I plan. I I schedule things. Yeah. Because you can't just be off the cup with the kids all the no. time. No, so, fuck no. Spontaneity is like you'll lose hours trying to be spontaneous with your kids, man. Bro, and especially being like, I guess a single dad is you can't. You really have to plan things. You got no wiggle room. You got with two no baby moms specifically. Even if they are cool, it's just like, nope, exactly. nope, you better get That's, this shit down to the T. Exactly. And so with Mel passing, I think it was, you know, it changed me for better, for worse. We'll see. Nah, for better, for sure, man. Yeah. But that's important advice that. too, man. Yeah, with with because I mean I you know the entire time I've known you, you've been like super fucking laid back, and it's like I always like I a lot of the times like I feel like I need that in my life because P is definitely more of a calming influence. Because for me, again, generational trauma is like I had a lot of anger issues, and it would manifest itself in like unhealthy ways. And now with the kids, it's just like I can't be doing shit like this with the fucking kids in the car man like or just even thinking about i was like now it's just like i you really got like i legitimately have to be concerned about my safety my family's safety for me to actually even start a confrontation like i'll like i'll like a dumbass i'll still stare people down who cut me off or something like that the fuck is your problem but yeah like anything escalating beyond that i was like i really gotta like whereas before i'd be like no i'm pop off and like Whatever happens, happens. I was like, man, I'm too old for that shit right now. Like, I'm not. Calm down. They calm lose down. my life at a fucking stoplight. Yeah. My no. kids grow up with no dad. They, dude, I'm telling you, like the kids, they will be paid because yeah. of life insurance, right? Yeah. <laughs> but was was the money, you know? Like, yeah. And, and yeah. They make they change you for the better, and yeah. they make you grow. They 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 you know. They drive you crazy. Sure, I got gray hairs in the beard. You can't see them because the lighting, <laughs> but. You know, overall, they they make you see outside of yourself. And 
even with losing Mel, it made me see that like it, you, you have to find the joy in those moments. So my daughter, I was always good with my daughter, but Nayeli, like we were always fine. Like it never had a problem, but it just made me appreciate her more, you know, just to have her. Yeah. And with Corey, it's like, yo, like the, the term that they use is a rainbow baby. It's when you have a baby after you lose a baby. Really? Yeah, and uh, Corey's definitely rainbow baby. Uh, like, he's, Jesus Christ! Like, I, I just thought that I thought they call him that because he, he tans different. <laughs> yeah, they both came out light. We're still trying to figure that one out. All of three, all three, but like, he's a rainbow baby, you know, and yeah. Corey's special. I don't know how to have like I don't know like you know yeah. like we just came out like for every ounce of trauma that we experience we get joy in this little boy you know yeah. and so he's part of the therapy too I think oh, right for sure and and you know you're not supposed to have babies to replace other babies it's not no that. fuck it's no it's not that at all yeah. we did not just have happened. Corey to replace. Melody, it, that was not. That's it. so foul that people do that shit. Oh, or they yeah, adopt no. to do that. I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. Like, yeah, I, not, let me let plan. me walk that back. It's like, I can, I hope to never experience something like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, and that's one of the things we talked about too. Like, in when when I got snipped, I was just like, well, if one of our kids were to pass, or both kids were to pass, would we want to try again? And the answer was no, because like we're getting to that age where it's like we just can't yeah we can't i i just it's not feasible for us like i'm not in the worst shape but like i don't want to put p through that physical trauma again being older because it affects the woman way more than men on top of that like the fact that the the concept of replacing a child with another child like again i i might change my mind right because it's so traumatic yeah it's yeah the best way i could explain it is with Corey, we didn't weren't necessarily we weren't not planning for Corey, you know what I mean? We were kind of just like, hey, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But with Corey, it just is a, you know, it's just another opportunity. And it's a, like I said, it's a, he, it's a blessing that he came out. Yeah. You know, he came. Based on what it occurred, like what had occurred, like literally just months prior, right? Yeah. Or what was going on months prior. I mean, that's a, that, everything can be a lesson man and everything is a lesson right depending on your perspective so for me like oh it's definitely a lesson yeah i, I think yeah. bad things happen some things can't be explained and i you know sometimes the mental gymnastics we go through isn't really worth it to say it's not it's, but, you, you'll never get an answer if you don't think you'll get an answer don't overthink it and i'm still exactly. trying to like i'm still trying to get over that shit because for me i was like i'm such a planner and i like i try to con- think of contingencies it's like sometimes you just kind of have to let life happen because busy playing so much for what life what happened what life might have in store for me that i just lose out on that time it was the turn you don't want to see the forest through the trees or whatever like, yeah yeah you can't see the forest in the trees yeah, yeah. It's, it really is a, a situation where like you know, you live, you, you really do live your life a little more. Yeah. You know, not, you, yeah. within reason. Like, and it's not to say that, like, you take, you took life for granted before that, but I think perspective, right? Perspective and clarity oh, yeah. is what everybody needs in life. Mm-hmm. Be it, you know, no one wants it in that way, but however it is, whatever you can pull from that, whatever joy 
or lessons you can pull from that, which you've applied, you know, with Corey, it's like, it's amazing that to like to have, you know, it's still something to, there's still a lot of shit to unpack. Like I'm sure of it. Right. There's mm-hmm. no way, but I think that one of the things I don't like, right. And I, cause when P's mom passed, she's the only child, you know, born out of wedlock. Um, and her mom was her best friend. And as soon as like we, you know, she, she got buried at forest lawn and everyone was really cool about it but the thing they kept pushing on is just like therapy 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 it's like which i'm 100 in favor of but it's it was it's like you need to do it now on the anniversary of her death you need like do you want to come through do you want to do yeah, like visual? And and it should be like yeah. we are here take my card when you're ready it'll happen yes exactly i'm not a person who likes to be pushed into anything yeah like i'm just not that person like i I'm okay with pressure when I'm when I'm okay with pressure. Yeah. Like, and you know, you, people say all kinds of things. You know, after you lose a child, and for the most part, everybody was very respectful. Um, you know, it, uh, interesting enough, at when my mom passed, and in, in, when I was younger, I was—I mean, I was an adult, but I was still pretty young. I was, and uh, that was probably the crazier time because people kept like. like I remember once my grandma got mad at me and I'm like, grandma, I'm just here. It's like, I don't, you know, like, I'm what like, do you want me to what, do? like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it, you know, like it, it wasn't, even, she wasn't mad at me about that. Like what it was, was when my mom had passed, I had literally moved back in back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, when I say move back home, I mean, literally like a, four days earlier. Yeah, so damn. of course my grandma comes in and the house is a little junky just moved in and like she's looking at me like what are you and i'm like grandma like i love you and i understand you're going through a lot but i just moved in like but it's like, like i didn't all of a sudden just make this move to make, turn this house into shit because i'm and, going through some and things. it wasn't bad like it, i uh, promise you it wasn't like you're just trying to unpack like, shit i was just trying to unpack like I'm, I'm experiencing all this craziness you know what i mean and right I always remember that like mind you i don't judge my grandma for it because she she buried a child so i understand Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where, like, people respond to stuff like that in a way that, you know, it's, it, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And yeah. you learn through grief counseling that you kind of almost have to just let them, not you, ex- you experiencing the grief is one thing, but you have to let them experience it their own way. Yeah. And when it gets too much, you, you express your boundaries. Like, hey, this is a little much for me. No. Which I had to do with uh, my my daughter's mom, her family. Mm. I had to let them know on some occasions, like, yo, this is too much for me. Like, you guys are doing a lot. Like, their mourning process is completely different than mine. And sometimes I'm just like, hey, I can't deal with all this. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. deal with 50 people running around doing whatever it is, you know, five years Busting later. over me. Yeah. yeah. Like, even now, sometimes it's still just, too much for me like I don't I can't deal with it not because I don't care about them or, or think that they're important but they're process- it's not your process yeah and and it's like hey I, I can't be part of this like respectfully like but that's one thing that you see is people wanting you to do things yeah in a way that just it worked for me yeah. like it worked for me blah blah and it's like yeah you're you yeah, you didn't lose the, them or this person in this specific way 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's people are so well intentioned, right? And I yeah, think, and you understand that. Yeah. You take the time to listen. But I was always taught to, you know, if it's too much, you just say it. You know, I, I had the blessing to have a family that taught me that. Man, good for you. Because for me, it's just like, no, just take it. Oh, <laughs> like, no. oh okay. Hell no, bro. <laughs> it's like, oh, just take it. You know what? Take, and take I think that's more. because that's what they were told. And they, yeah. neither of my mom and my dad, they did not like it. Mm-hmm. And so, they, like, that's one thing they were like, if it's too much, if it's crossing your line, just tell them. I mean, as a little boy, you know what I mean? It's dope. And so, yeah. as an adult, of course, it pisses people off now because, you know, you're boundaries are so important, man, even with kids, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, like, even the fucking prior, the prior episode was just like, my guy was talking to me. He's like, yeah, you're teaching your daughter to have agency to express herself. Mm-hmm. you know and even now if she's doing something that i don't like i try to talk to her about it if if i have the time and the mm-hmm. patience in that moment i'm like well, why do you feel this way or how about we do this now and yep. then we'll address this later or hey this yep. is just part of the process mm-hmm. i understand you don't like it but we have to do it now um yeah i think people trying to take care of you sometimes manifests itself in ways that were like they become kind of like commanding and you're just like that's not what i need right now that's not what anybody needs right now like mm-hmm. and it's their way of you, t- taking care of themselves yeah yeah like yeah it's, it's just like oh i can stay busy and not think about it and it's like all right well now you're putting that on me exactly. and i'm not responsible for your happiness i'm not responsible for you to recover from your grief and we dealt with it so my, when my mom got sick she didn't want anyone to know that that wasn't like super close family. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really tell anybody. So when we did call our family, like the family members that we knew and stuff like that. So, cause like so, some of my um, uncles and aunts didn't even know either. They found out oh, like wow. after she had passed. Cause my mom was just like, mom was so strong, you know, um, strong willed, strong. She had a strong body. She worked out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Super healthy. Always watch what she ate, stuff yeah. like that. Um, all that stuff. But, she just didn't want people to see her like that so i think she when it came down to it she's like don't tell him i'm gone till after i'm gone so when he, that happened i think is when i got a lot of that shit too where there was like oh you know you need this you need that and then the two of the most important things that i i got from that is one um people someone uh my guy ed and he's part of the smoking section he was part of the smoking section my guy ed was just like you know um I wish you clarity through these times. And I was like, I had never heard that before because I was very fortunate in that I didn't experience a whole lot of loss prior to then. Like yeah. I, I lost some friends and stuff like that, but something that close had not happened to me quite often, if at all up till then. So that, that helped. And then what you spoke about earlier, my guy, Marty was just like, Hey man, just allow yourself to just be whatever it is, let it come. And it'll come at inopportune times, but just let it come and deal with it and not deal with it, but just accept it, right? Because things happen in waves. You yeah. never know what it's like. You don't have it and you have very little control over that. Legit like, emotional roller coaster. Like but you, you, there's not a whole lot. You, you know, I remember it would have been my daughter's six month anniversary birth, six months. And I was at work. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it till I looked at the calendar. I'm 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 midway through my shift. And I looked and I seen the date, and I just like, and I just messaged the coworker, and I was like, "Hey, I'll be back. It's been six months, you know." And he's like, he didn't say anything. He said, "Go for it." Yeah, like me and that guy are still we're. 
I mean, we still we don't work together directly. We still work for the same company, but mm-hmm. we're still close like this. And I always think back to that day specifically because like I just couldn't it wasn't it wasn't loud. It wasn't I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't really even crying. I just was just he didn't take a moment. Yeah. And I just sat in the back and he didn't give me shit. He didn't say anything. He just respected that space. And that was the best thing that could have ever happened. You know what I mean? Someone's catching hands if they if they expect something out of you at that moment in time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> but going, they, there are yeah. people that do no, expect go, that. Going to work during that time was an interesting period because for the most part, people were supportive. But every once in a while, people would just try to push your buttons. And it's just like, you know what? I've been through hell. Like, I'll, I'll, like, I don't, you're like, you know, I don't give a fuck about my own life. What do you think I'm gonna do to you? You know, <laughs> like, it's like, but for the most part, everybody was really loving and, and caring, even p- people that I did not expect to be, you know. That's so, nice. That's always nice. But then yeah. also to you, to your credit, man, that's where boundaries come into play that are important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then, then you can actually legit express yourself. Because I think that, um, one of the things that I have issues with is taking on too much oh. and just saying yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was, I've been working on that even beforehand. And now it's just like, dude, you just, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to look to, for you. yourself. Right. Cause if you can't take care, I can't take care, help take care in any way, shape or form. My kids, my wife, my loved ones, if mm-hmm. I'm not making sure that I'm like, okay up here. And I always said that I was like, okay with therapy yeah you know because yeah. p had brought it up a few times with me before because there's a lot of issues i was working out but i really wasn't <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm just like yeah cool i want to be open-minded i want to be like woke or whatever like yeah i'm cool with it just not for me like it was just like dot 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 just not for me like i would really want to say that i was cool with it and do with it but then yeah until it actually happened i started talking to somebody about just stuff in general because it's mm-hmm. not you know it happened much after my mom had passed because there's stuff that I need to unpack. Like we had not had a good relationship at that moment when she got sick and then just put everything to the side to just hey, what's the point? deal with it. And yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not the type of person either to be like, well, fuck you then, blah, blah, blah. There's very few people that I do that with now. And yeah. even people who have wronged me in the past, I would not wish that on them. Yeah. I'm just I'm oh, too nah. old for that shit to hold that. Maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> or maybe, no longer than that. Like 15 years ago, maybe. But like, ah, you know, pull some Tupac shit out like my phone, phone make sure all your kids don't grow like maybe something like that but now it's just like I don't have that type of bandwidth to deal with it and now that like when I would reach the end of my figurative rope is like okay now I need to talk to somebody and then, you know credit to the dude he just lets me just talk right so it's not necessarily grief counseling it's just like just talk just counseling. yeah exactly my dad went to a group oh that'd be yeah. hard for me man I'm, I don't, I, I'm in favor of it in all different ways that you can do it. He waited a long time. He waited 12 years after my mom passed his wife of 25 years. And then after my daughter passed. And that was the tipping point for him. Yeah. And then he went to group counseling and to their credit, he's a completely different person. I'm kind of mad about it because like, (laughs) where was this when I was growing up? (laughs) like so you're saying from the ages of 23 to 32 34 you were a crazy man and now there's sudden, so you're Mr. much Mr. wonderful great there's so great. much generational trauma that we carry <laughs> and not right. even like so like, how this is the thing too right so not that not to say that you guys have like not to say that you have baby mom dramas like 
relational drama, I guess, or relational trauma. Is that a thing? Oh, because you feel some of that. You feel some of that too with Mm -hmm. certain things, right? Because like for me, my dad, dude. So I'll I'll tell you this story again. My dad hated dogs. Now that he's alone, like he he my my parents divorced when I was young, but he Mm -hmm. lives like near Big Bear now. Yeah, and. He's, he fancies himself a mountain man now. Uh, he's not with my stepmom anymore, okay. but he got a dog. Oh. And true to fucking, true to um, his personality in general, Captain Obvious, he named his dog White because it's a white husky breed. And I was like, Dad, you can't be saying that shit out in these San Bernardino mountains. Like, hey, White, come here or whatever, right? So he came to visit one time and he's white. hanging out with this his dog and like i love his dog his dog is so chill like my uh, my two other my two dogs like lose their shit around him he's Mm -hmm. like hey man it's cool and like one time like kennedy got like she like was fucking with him too much and he literally just kind of like pushed her aside like all right you just go over there and like and just sat down and like she got too close to like falling one time and he's just like okay over there you go so he's super smart super chill my dad like he did something right where like he told him to sit down or something like that mm-hmm. and he sat like first try i think it's just because he was like oh new people new house blah blah because blah, yeah, he, yeah, he stayed yeah. with me for a bit yeah. so he said this motherfucker talks to his dog he's like oh my god i'm so proud of you i love you you're such a good boy and i was bro, just like bro bro this happened bro. when i was like 37 by the way no no, right? look, no i'm telling you <laughs> i see my dad now and i'm like okay no. all right <laughs> all right He's like, mind you, like I said, we and him are on great. We've been on good terms for years. Yeah, but you can't help but think that shit. No, man, can't help but think he, it. he helped when I moved. He helped me. Yeah, and I was like, he. You know what it was? He gave me a little bit of money, and I'm like, Dad, this is the first time you've given me money. I since I graduated high school. Like I was like, thank you. Like I was like, this is. Oh God. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't need this, but. I need it now. Thank you. Like I, yeah. I'll never forget. I was like, "Oh, this is the new you. <laughs> I will take this. this is, I will take this." He's like, "2021, baby. <laughs> new year, new me." <laughs> he took that shit to heart. Like, oh, super. I, I, when he did, I was like, "You're." I was like, "What is this? Is this a trap?" Like, yeah. That shit was You're funny. like, "What's the caveat here? There's a contract on the back of this money, isn't there?" I'm the telling you, check. I like I. <laughs> I was like, this is literally, I was like, this is the first time you give me money since I was 19 years old, Dad. Like, I, I thank you. Thank you. I I like this man. you. Man, like do you this. ever feel that way or vice versa with your first baby moms where you're just like, like, if you were somebody else now, it's like you did shit for me. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I think about her is I think hundred percent this is like the core. I think she's a great mom. And there are moments where she does stuff with my daughter, like, and I'm like, now I remember why we were friends way back when. Mm. Not necessarily dating or anything like that. I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah, we're just like cool. And I'm like, I remember why we were cool. You know what I mean? And like, for me, that's like, it's like a very calming thing. Yeah. Because as of now, we're fine. We don't really have any major issues. But in the past, we did. Mm-hmm. but it's like now when I see her and we talk and we're cool and I'm just like man like now I remember why we were friends and I appreciate you especially for taking care of my daughter you know yeah. what I mean yeah. like when she's calm like 
it's she's appreciated you know what i mean yeah and i and so i don't necessarily think damn why couldn't you be like that before i don't think like that i think more in terms good because i think that's just bad but it's always always for dad that's only for dad you know what yeah. I'm that's all process. That's for dad and dad. It's only. like because he's like you're the biggest dick to me when I was a fucking kid. <laughs> Bro, like he's a cool guy. My dad's a wonderful man. It's just you know he was dealing yeah, with my dad not so much. <laughs> no, dude, everybody loves my dad, bro. Like <laughs> if you ever meet my dad, I guarantee you'll be like, you're great. Like what, what dude? Him. When it's when it's safe for sure. Because I missed out on fucking the last chance I had an opportunity to to hang out. She was Aaron's birthday. Oh, yeah. and, like it was literally down the street and it was like some shit came up with kennedy i was like god damn that's the thing that sucks it's like he's he was literally right that did he tell you like i i saw him drive i was driving down the street and i saw him one day what i was just like i was like who the fuck i was like that that real yellow tinged tall dude with the weird waves and the jazz player mustache looks familiar you know and was, yeah y'all do live near each other now no, and i saw like i saw the pot belly i was like that's Aaron. That's Aaron. That's Aaron. <laughs> I was like, yo. So we chopped it up for a little bit. And like, he literally lives down, the, like he lives on the street for me. So for me, I'm like, that was the last opportunity. But yeah, like, I can't, I can't wait. So you can tell me what he was like beforehand. Because my dad, like, a lot of people don't find this. As, I don't hold it against my dad. Like, I got mad in that moment, but it was kind of a funny thing. Yeah. And it still kind of is. It's like, you motherfucker, you treat this dog better than you treated me. And for him, it's. I think he was fearful that I grow up to be soft because it was my mom and my two older sisters. So I, on one hand, I kind of understand I wouldn't do that to my kids, but that's because I have the knowledge that I have now. So, and, and the, I hate to, you know, I don't like using this excuse, but times are different, man. Times no, were different. That's hundred percent true. And that's we were different, man. Like, when people, when he said he, he tried to do what he could at the time, like I, I'll take that yeah i understand like he t and the thing that's wild to me is because when, when my parents divorced it was just it was me and my mom i i didn't really i lost contact with them we came in like back and forth a little bit we were cool but then i think pride kind of separated us um we're both very proud people in different ways but when he came back into my life it happened because my grandma died and i um she no, she did not know enough people out here um to have pallbearers and my dad was getting older so my stepmom shout out to her like they were still together at the time she hit me up she's like yo could you like bring some friends or something like that to be pallbearers otherwise like the fucking funeral home gotta take care of mine i'd rather she be carried to her plot by people that knew her or knew her kin i was like no i bet i got you and like all the guys that came through man they showed out or whatever and like it was so bad I told P, I was just like, hey, legit, like, I might get into a fist fight with my old man, like, when I see him again. Yeah. If he gets out of pocket, if he says something, because he's racist as shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's the one that brought me around black and brown people. Those, all of his students were black and brown people. But yeah. For him, he just, like, I know his preference was stay with your own kind. Got and that's it. just the old yeah. school mentality, right? That is the old school mentality. If so, there ever was an old school mentality, uh huh. Stick to it. And it's more of a, a comfort thing. It's like, oh, I yeah. want an easy life for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for parents, but they can't articulate. Uh, so when I told P, I was just like, she's like, what happened? Like, what do you want me to do? And I said, look, he can still give me the hands. I know it. This motherfucker's a grandmaster. He's practicing three, he's been practicing three times as long as I've been alive, probably. So let me get my ass kicked 
like a quote unquote like a man you know take my lumps and then be done with it but i was like but if he gets out of pocket i'm not gonna stand for it like i'm yeah. over that shit and she's like okay exact opposite happened oh, of course he of walks course. up to Peeb, introduces himself introduces he's been estranged from his brother walks p over to introduce her to hit my uncle was just like yo this is yeah this is um this is my son's like girlfriend like they're gonna get married soon um and something like that he's and i was like yo what the fuck and like the whole time he spent like charming her and all that so she's like where the fuck did you get all this shit from i was like that's not the dad that i knew you're just looking at him with the side side eye and and even afterwards like he he's like all right i want to talk to you guys about someone's like oh here's where it's gonna come out and this motherfucker says straight like i'm racist he's like i cannot he's like i wish i could i can't help that he's like but if you give you know if you make my son happy you will never hear me speak ill of you ever and that's not the impression that i got from my mom because you know they broke up when we were young when yeah. i was young and my mom he was different to my mom than he was with me he was different yeah. to p than he is than he was with me so it's yeah. like okay i get it like that was your experience but then seeing the self-awareness from my dad and to see have him say if i could do it over again i'd do it different of course hindsight's twenty twenty. But the fact that an old proud ass Korean dude would say that shit like, "Hey, I fucked up. I I should have stopped trying to chase the money so much and not focus so much on being a provider but being a dad." Yeah. And I was like, "All right. I mean, and those taught me important lessons too when he was around and taught me important lessons on like how to be the, you know, this so-called man of the house or to to shoulder responsibilities mm-hmm. whenever you can." So yeah. the, all that shit to me was just like even with the bitterness, I'm like, "I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade it. Like I it still taught me a lot. It's funny." <laughs> you know like it's kind of funny that's bad to laugh at it it's 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 so funny like you said our dads really are opposites my dad's mr next guy my dad is everybody's dad oh like, oh he's everybody's dad i'm like, super every, <laughs> i mean it's great it's just you know now, yeah it's yeah, great now. it's great it's just like i said there's a period of time like where he just didn't you know, they come from the old generation. He didn't process emotions no. the way that he should have. And which is weird because my dad is generally a, a very emotionally intelligent person. Yeah. He's a very sensitive guy, but not in a bad way. He's an understanding person. But for whatever reason, he just went through so much and he just, you know. The coping and, mechanism, man. Yeah. And but the problem is it kind of manifested in my direction. Mm indirectly though just like things he would do that just were negative affecting my life and you no matter how and because we at the time we were living together it was like it's just things where like you do your best to fight it off but it's still coming your way just the negative it's gonna see it's gonna seep through especially because someone you love and you care about exactly so i spent years kind of like trying to find my way through everything and it's been interesting because pretty much since Corey's been born, like he had a life altering hernia surgery oh, shit. a month before Corey was born. Um, and like they, and so like, you know, I had to pretty much maybe two months. So I had to take care of him mm. and I was mad oh. because I, one, it was something that should have been taken care of a long time ago. Of course. But he didn't. <laughs> And then two, I'm trying to prep for this baby, and yet I'm nursing you back to health again because this is before. And mind you, everybody else was helping too. It wasn't me by myself. But yeah. 
still annoying because you're like, yo, I got I got to worry about this other thing called yeah, a child. Exactly. <laughs> and so and I don't know, I think just the therapy, like the group, just everything changed for him after that. And um, it's like the clouds went away. Yeah. The sunlight came in, you know, and, uh, you know, we still, like you said, every once in a while have our moments, but for the most part, like it's been an experience seeing him like grow even at that, at his big age, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's better late than never. And I'm frankly, I'm surprised because we're all taught you can't teach an old dog new tricks oh no he's a different person like it's dope he he remarried and is in the best position i've seen him and i since i can't remember when and uh it's really interesting to see he's always loved on the kids so i never had to worry about that that's frankly that's why we lived together for the period for the period that we did Mm -hmm. because he helped my daughter like and uh so it's it's but yeah he's always been loving on the kids it's always been good with the kids and but just seeing him kind of like blossom yeah <laughs> like a teenager at the really yeah at that ripe old age right that ripe old age man it's been interesting like you know so we learn from them yeah we learn from their mistakes and their good ideas that's why that's why I couldn't be that mad, man. I was like, from your absence, I learned how to take on responsibility yeah, and understand that not all money is gonna make. Don't get me wrong, I like money. <laughs> I like it a lot. But if there's a, the the whole reason I have the the job that I have now is for my availability to my family. Yeah. That I can take the time off, right? Yeah. That, that I can do these things or whatever. And even yeah. with to your point earlier, like just being emotionally intelligent, like that's good, but that's not enough, right? Because oh. what do you do with that emotional intelligence, no. right? Yes. Does, do you man, does it? Do you just take it and be like, oh well? Because yeah. you can realize all you want, but then until you direct it towards something more productive, then exactly. it's never going to help. So for me now, like I understand, I have these traits that are not positive, and they still come out. I can't help that, right? Like, <laughs> and that's okay. That's yeah. it. And Remember, it, be true to yourself. Yeah, because they'll know. Doesn't mean yeah. don't work on yourself. It yeah. doesn't mean you know. It doesn't mean you don't try to get better or get better. But being you, kids are so you. smart, man. Even yeah. even now, like if I'm annoyed with something, but I don't even I don't even say anything to her about it. She's like, "Daddy, you angry?" And I was like, "No, I'm fine. Like I just needed." It. She's like, "Are you sure you're not angry?" And I'm just like, "I'm a little angry, but it's not at you." And she's like, "What's wrong?" And then after that, you know, at that point in time, everything kind of melts away. Of right? course, you're just like, "Oh." She, yeah, and she doesn't know what like awkward affection is yet, and like it's sh- there should not not be anything like awkward. There shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a thing between you and your kids, right? But yeah. I'm not used to it. Yep. I'm not used to it. So like when she gave like. Like when she gave, gives me like a big hug or like tries to kiss me on the lips, I'm like, fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> it still happens, bro. Like, my thing was like, just, I don't like, like, I kiss on Malcolm and, and Kennedy all the time, but like the lips thing, I was just like, I don't do that. But like with Kennedy, it's just like, she, when she really wants to show it, she's like, no, like, I want a big hug and a big kiss. And like, you know, she does it with P. I'm just like, she does it with me. I'm just like, fine but you know at that moment in time it's just like even that i'm teaching my kid that in a way not necessarily a good way that like she's getting othered right 
Because she's only she's still like three and a half. It's not like awkward. I'm yet, pretty right? sure she's laughing at you. Probably. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's how it goes when you're like and she's laughing and then gives you going for a kiss anyway. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what because it's definitely not like the the Stephanie and Vince McMahon thing where she's like we're both grown and they're going for like long ass awkward like on the on the lips kisses. I'm like nah, none yeah. of that shit. She just it's wants to give kiss, me a kiss on the lips. I'm like ugh, ugh. Kiss, I just do yeah. like the I just do like the the dodging and shit like that and then like. You know, she's she's probably trolling me, yeah, but at the same is. time, I gotta get rid of that shit too, and just be like, nah, like fuck that. And like, you know, recently when she like painted my nails, I was like I don't give a shit about that. I was like, oh, you yeah. get an F. I was like, you get an F minus because I have standards, right? <laughs> However, you know, and I and I and the thing is too, like I don't want to hurt her feelings. So as shitty as they were, they they stayed on my fucking hand. They stayed on my left hand for like three four days. I was like, That's fuck it, goes. yeah. That's how it goes. So that I'm learning too from my dad, because my dad, would, no, he he would like he would legit rather die than have something like that happen to him. Because he's like he's literally like one of those old man like man's man type of things. Oh, like think of like a yeah, think of like a Korean John Wayne, but probably just as racist, <laughs> kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I I love him. You know what I mean? And it's like so for context, right? Before before we before we wrap he's so like blunt to the point that's i think where i get some of it from and mm-hmm. he's funny too but his theories he'll just blurt out like hot takes like oh. like like any shit but that's an old person thing right I mean, I think that's, that's an old person old thing person. so when he first came to this country he moved to hayward california at the time oh, it was yeah. very heavily black slash african-american mm-hmm. all of his first students yeah. moved down to salinas salinas california 99 percent latino mm-hmm. took all of his students with him came down and we were all like training one day and all of his best students or the ones that stuck with it were the black slash African-Americans ones or the brown, mm-hmm. the brown ones. And, and he's like, you know why you guys are such good students and like, you're so like talented. He's like slavery. <laughs> I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, if you think about it, he's like, who's going to bring like, like a fucking, shitty ass slave to america you're gonna go for the best and brightest and that's and and the gene pool comes from there and i was like oh god and like credit to them they they kind of knew who he is as a person so they they never really said anything about it but i was like read the room man (laughs) like the fuck good job good job (laughs) it's like you know because for all I know, that might be true, right? I don't know. I'm not gonna fucking. I don't. I don't fucking. I don't fucking know. It does make sense in theory, I guess. I was like, I'm not gonna research it because fucking Google's gonna be like, you're racist. <laughs> it's yeah. just like the, the, the just results. The idea is like whether it's true or not is so racist that you can't even touch it. It's I was like, hot. I was just like, That's, yeah, that, that take is too hot. Yeah, I was like, nope, nope, not even gonna research it. Nothing like that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call you on your shenanigans. Your that is a dad moment for sure. Yeah. So like that was the context that I like grew up in. And I was like, so I was like, not gonna be like that. <laughs> it's like, That's the one. <laughs> it'd be the opposite. I retained I retained my pride, which is not probably not the best thing, my sense of humor. Um and work ethic, I would say, from him. Because for him it's just like and of course it's like, dude, I've fucking been around so very little Koreans, right? But the Koreans that I were around worked very hard. And then black and brown people who were by and large around me taught me the not just like 
seasoning like sazon but like just like in like all my life most of my life lessons came from them yeah so like that like i didn't have that without my dad yeah. who knows what the, who the fuck i'd be i'd be some asshole k-town bro you know what i mean like i don't know I, I literally have no idea if it weren't for my dad placing these very important people in my life around me i have no idea what it'd be like so the, like learning lessons like that i think it's all about perspective and that's why i was like when i talked to you i was just like man you're like one of the most easygoing people i know and it's like even when you went through all that stuff like you you know at least at its face like you smiled through it all and you looked at you you gave you perspective to look at these things in a different way or to pre they presented themselves to you in a different way and you you kind of like harness that you know what i mean oh so i channeled the energy for sure and yeah. <laughs> it's funny what i was talking to you too because you, you maintain your sense of humor during shit that might not typically be funny look man you know you have to like there's you know i there's plenty of jokes i could probably throw out there but the reality is, is you gotta like that's how you get by, you know. Yeah. And I think that as I've gotten older, I realized I'm a storyteller. Like, and you know, I love passing down those things, those it just weird things where I, that's what I like doing, like those funny stories. Yeah. You know, I'll end with something. I'll tell you a funny story. It's not about my dad. It's about me and my daughter, my oldest daughter, Nayeli. Like me and her are really close and um, we do this thing, we get bagels sometimes. And, you know, I've been cooking breakfast a lot more lately, just just want to save money. Mm -hmm. But I finally went and got some bagels after a couple months. And I, you know, I got a bunch of different ones and I was like, yo, let's try a bunch, let's get a couple different ones so she could try them. And <laughs> she did, she tried a bunch of different ones. And she was happy and like about four bagels, one for me, and then I let her try the other three. I knew she wasn't going to eat them all, but just to try them. Right. And I saw her eat take two, and I was like, cool. And they were gone. I was like, damn, they ate two bagels? She must have been hungry. And the third <laughs> one was gone, and I'm like, oh, damn, three bagels. That's a shitload of empty calories, but that's she'll learn about that when she gets right. older. <laughs> that's a lot of bagels. Yeah. And so I go in the room, and like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was moving a blanket or something. I was washing. I grabbed the blanket, and what did I find? I found an open bagel in between the blanket. <laughs> I was like, and I looked at her, I was like, what are you, what, what happened? And she's, she's like, I, I don't know. I, I lost the bagel. <laughs> and I'm like, you lost a bagel? Like, this was like, this was three days ago. This was, oh was my like, God. Like, you lost a bagel in my sheet? My sheet's got cream cheese all over it. Look at me. Look at me. You got the, what are you doing? She was like, I'm sorry. And the thing is, as a dad, you got two options. You can either laugh or you can get angry. Me, I just thought it was funny as hell. I was like, "Who loses a bagel?" They're fucking big, dude. They're a not like car keys. It was open face too, bro. It wasn't just a regular with cream cheese on it. That's ridiculous. There's cream cheese all over my comforter, man. Like I was, I had to sleep on another blanket. Like I was oh like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And I just thought, I thought about that, and she just laughed. I mean, she threw it away. She cleaned it up, but it just was like those moments. Yeah. Those are the moments. <laughs> I think that when I think of that when you're a parent, you understand. Because a lot of the times, like I'm with that attitude, I'm like, man, fuck these kids. But it's like it's half joking, right? Oh but yeah, no, it's not for real. She drives man. like they both drive me crazy. Not not crazy. They drive me like to to my breaking point a lot. But then each time it's more. 
right? It's a little more. It's a little more. And like not it's only pushing boundaries, but they're ma- they're teaching me more patience. And more patience. And then when even now when I get an apology or when I get something out of her that she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, like I didn't mean it or, hey, come look at this instead or something like that. Just like the unadulterated, like, innocence that that i get from her of course that's going to go away soon probably sooner sooner than i'd like but then like you said those stories so as those anecdotes is like perfectly harmless and like and that's the thing too the first thought in my head is i'm suplexing your ass like that would would be it really was one of those moments where you like you open the blanket and it's just bagel you're like what the it's literally just like what the fuck was your thought process (laughs) now if it's on the floor under the bed that's one thing you're like all right you you were in bed you're like watching tv too long blah blah blah. but like you left this shit open in fucking bed in bed who does that what are you doing yeah he's like i don't know i'm like how do you lose a bagel those motherfuckers who are like a thousand pounds that can get out of bed, like that, 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 those A and E shows or something yeah, like that. That's, that's what like, happens to those folks, bro. She lost a like, bagel no, in you're... a bed. <laughs> full a full bagel too, because I'm really like, damn, you ate three bagels, like Jesus Christ, like I can't even eat that, like. Oh, I can. I <laughs> if I try real hard, I can do three bagels in a row <laughs> with a cream cheese. You found the third. But, damn, that's wild, man. That's that's like so like, that encapsulates the little things really just appreciating the little things in life when you have with your kids because and i tell i'm this can be recurring theme too i tell everyone when you have kids the days are long the years are short so take as many pictures as you can there's no such thing as a bad picture of you and your kids no such thing as a bad video of you and your kids no such thing as a bad memory unless you got out of pocket then it's mm-hmm. a bad memory. But if your kids do some shit, like my kid's still potty training, like she shits her pants sometimes. And like, it'll look like she laid an egg sometimes because it'll just be like straight outward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I was like, damn it, man. What the fuck? And I tell her like, poo-poo goes in the potty. And she's like, I know. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, all right, fine. Because like, I mean, you know, you we, we, expect, we expect kids, we put... This is the fucked up thing that I that I realize I'm realizing now. We put higher expectation kids than we have on a, than we do on adults. Oh, bro! Like, Why? There's I. That's one thing I have to remind my daughter's mom about is sometimes I think, oh, she's a kid. I gotta talk myself out of that so many times, dude. Because like, <laughs> oh, she does dumb shit. She's a kid. <laughs> she's nine. Kids do kid things, man. Kids do kid things, like. We'll put Kennedy in front of the fucking iPad and I'll get mad at her because she dropped a chicken nugget. I'm like, I gave her the fucking distraction. Yeah, right? She's eating distracted. She's and eating then if distracted. You, the first thought in my head was like, man, I'm going to power slap her. I'm going to slap the eyebrows off of her face. Of course, I'm not going to do it, right? But that's yeah. the first stupid thing that comes like, to my mind. looking at her like, you, you, you just dropped my chicken nugget? Yeah, I can obliterate you for losing this 60 cent chicken nugget that's made out of pink sludge the first thing that that that's the first thing that comes to my head but then then you think about it and you're like if i drop a chicken nugget nothing happens nope. p doesn't come through with a choke slam ronald mcdonald doesn't come through kick me in the nuts none of that the alarm doesn't go off what happens pick it up throw it away and say god damn it so okay. why am i putting that extra expectation on my child who's a child like People got to realize that shit. I need to realize it more. That's why I'm putting it out there. I'm just like, let my kid be a kid. Let her do dumb shit and just talk her, talk to her and be like, hey, man, just maybe next time don't do that. You know, 
cause yeah. and effect too. Or yeah, like let her let sometimes I let her sometimes I let her do dumb shit because I'm just like nope. That that way you learn. Kids are scientists. Cause and effect. Yeah. You fucking. And that's the thing too. You're a better dad than I am because I would have made her ass sleep next to that shit. I was like, no, you're gonna sleep with an open faced. <laughs> you know the problem is, she would and laugh at me when she did it. She'd be like, okay. So now you gotta do this laundry too, dad. How you feel about that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I was <laughs> like, like no. fuck. <laughs> Outsmarted by a child again. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, no, this isn't going anywhere soon. Just, <laughs> just laugh it off. Oh man, yo, with, with that, we were talking for fucking a minute, man. So we'll. It has been a while. It's been at least a couple of years, but I always make sure to big you up. And then your Saturday photo dumps, everybody, check Drew out. First and foremost, at the Drewness, the Drewness on instant on our on on IG. And Are you on Twitter? Twitter? Oh, yeah, and Twitter. Okay, I'm not I'm and not on Twitter like that, but so I will add you. I, I, the Saturday I photo I, dumps. We might follow each other. Maybe I I'm just like. I, the only thing I use it for, honestly, is when uh, sneaker releases come out, and I like I get mobile notifications from Soul Links, so I'll do that. I too. But <laughs> your photo, your photo dumps are fucking epic on Saturdays because you also put memes to shit in there and the fucking Stevie Wonder shit. Bro. You're too Stevie Wonder, specifically too Stevie Wonder Bro, like IG I, stories. I was fucking crying. I love Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. <laughs> It's like looking through the lump, stop the cap. You're not looking through anything, motherfucker. <laughs> that and the one where it's like Stevie Wonder's like playing something, like some throws some at him. He like ducks, is like. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> was, I so... honestly watched that video on my phone all the time. Like... No, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing. I showed Pete that shit. She's like, you stupid, but she couldn't stop laughing either. And I was like, Dude. Funny. She said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yo, so for sneaker content, for for slight fashion. gorgeous hair, oh. <laughs> for jokes on jokes, for the dad life, follow the Drewness man. Thank you. Unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna see you on another podcast by yourself, unless they pay you. At this point, somebody should pay you for your voice. Hey. I'll put that out there into the universe, and hopefully it'll happen. Good, please. But hopefully, I'll have you on again. At some point in time, man, thank you again for being on the show. We talked about a lot of deep shit, a lot of sad shit. I'm glad we did talk about it because um, it does but, need to be discussed. I couldn't think of a better person to talk about it with. I'm happy to be here. If nothing else, I can show the world what it looks like. Yes, sir. What, and what, then it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom. No. Or, or it doesn't have to be, it could be anything and everything. It could be good, bad everything you gotta you have to just show the whole picture man exactly that's my shit hold it like like then that's the curse of social media you gotta show the bad days too you gotta show the bad days you gotta show the bad so days one too. day you're gonna see me not get a fit off there yeah. will be a fit but it will not be off <laughs> i won't be getting it off and and it'll be like hey my kid my kid threw up on me <laughs> this is my old this I got is, plenty of those. Yeah. Like hashtag this is 40 or some shit like that. I got plenty of those. Yeah. What plenty like I'm gonna have to post a picture of one time of me like off point. I was gonna say me unshaven, but me unshaven looks like this. So it doesn't I was like, I'll I'll only 30 years from now if I don't shave, I'll have like a little mini Fu Manchu or the racist speedy Gonzalez. That'll be it. So there's other ways like my hairline will be washed. That's about it. Like, like I said, I don't know if this is ever going anywhere. We'll see. No, 
it shouldn't man it shouldn't yeah. you know episode six man it was a banger <laughs> and a long one and guess what y'all motherfuckers gonna sit through that shit i don't care i don't oh, care they are they are it's a compelling story yeah hell yeah hell yeah I again mean, I'm, man I'm on sneakers app yes sir <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna post that shit i'm gonna post that picture be like oh he's famous <laughs> price just went up <laughs> price just went up <laughs> I have a writer now. I want nothing but blue M&M's cuz. <laughs> I'm a polo socks. <laughs> That's right. But only the blue polo socks. Only blue ones. With a white, with a white, with the white man on the white horse. That's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. If I see any other color on there, Take it's back. over suing you for That's breach right. of contract. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. Oh man, good times, man! Everybody enjoy this extra long episode. I don't give a shit. I'm putting it all out in its entirety. You know, white folks slander. Sorry, it happens. But we fuck with y'all too, man. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be fine. <laughs> Will they? Not fuck. They'll be fine. Everybody, thank you again. Thank you for the support. Any comments, questions, concerns, holler at me. Criticisms, holler at Drew. Because <laughs> I try to hear. No, everything. Look, all, any and all feedback, man. I appreciate it. Again, send them, send them my way. You know, if they want it, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna handle it appropriately. But everybody, again, thank you so much for the support, man. And Drew, thank you for sharing your story. It's a super important, one, man. Much happy, much, 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 much happy to do this. Very happy. That's what's up, man. For now, everybody, chill. Don't be assholes to each other. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Alright, peace guys.